Hey, Russell fans, you're listening to the Wednesday Night War podcast, episode 58, Viva La Vinny Vegas. What's up, Warheads? Wednesday Night War podcast. You know, I just looked at my phone and did, you, I did not comprehend what I read in any capacity. Did, not at all. It's 58, episode 58. I looked at that, uh, I hit record, and I was like, oh shit, I forgot to look. So then I looked, and I shut my phone off, and I went to say it, and I completely forgot what I looked at. That's okay. It's because I'm uh, just I'm looking at my n- brand new Milano Collection AT Tower Pro here. And, I can't uh, stop staring at I it. I know. It's beautiful. God damn, it's so fucking it's cool. A, it is a, it's a work of art, is what it is. Uh, but anyway, I'm DJ. Hey. I'm here with Brett. Brett, how are you? I'm, I'll tell you what, man. I'm in a good ass mood. Why is that? Um, because we just played WCW versus the World for like an hour and a half. Yep. My, I I could feel my thumb uh, hurts. I don't I don't really play video games too much anymore, so I'm not conditioned. I don't have the calluses. Mm-hmm. Um, but goddamn, that was that was a ton of fun. I picked up a copy of WCW versus the World for the original PlayStation for five dollars on eBay because I was talking. We were talking about it, and uh, I got the itch and uh, came in. I'm playing it on my original PlayStation 1. I'm just amazed that it works. Uh, PlayStation, Sony made good things, man. This was before they got into, like, the mode of, like, we're going to build in obsolescence. Like, I don't remember a ton of people with PlayStations or PlayStation 2s. Well, I guess PlayStation 2 started to get the blue screen, right? Or, or no. um, PlayStation 2, it would get this, like, weird, like, a red screen yeah. almost. Like, it would kind of pause at the start. Right. And it would just sit there forever. And then if it went red screen, yeah. you were done. I remember Xbox as being the first one that had like the big like well, death the, circle. Well, yeah, the 360, the, yeah. the uh, ring of death or whatever right. they called it. Yeah. I had, I had that happen to one of mine. I've never had that happen in any of my system. Not that I've had a ton. So but. I've had that happen. My PS2, my first PS2, I had that happen yeah. with the red screen. Uh, and then... I ha- well, my Xbox One that I have now doesn't read discs anymore, mm. but it's also like a, like I bought it like a week after it came out, so it's like first edition sure. or whatever. So it's old as piss. Yeah. Um. But my yeah, my PS4 still rocking. Well, I'll tell you, uh, PlayStation One, WCW vs. the World is so much fun, dude. The that was uh, a blast. The amount of uh, if you if you're not familiar familiar with the game or haven't played it in a while, there's a lot of uh, nondescript wrestlers that are actually very descriptive and are random Japanese or other American wrestlers from different federations under odd names, sometimes very thinly veiled, um, sometimes not, like the giant baba is called Samoa. Yeah. Uh, so we just played that for a bit and unlocked some of the characters like Major Tom, which is Terry Funk, <laughs> uh, and La Masquerade, which is no mascaras. That's one that's pretty thinly veiled. Yeah. But they look like him. They have the accurate move sets. It's the block, like very square 3D sort of very early AKI engine stuff that sort of moved on to Nintendo 64 and built that empire. Uh, it was a ton of fun. And, uh, that was just, seriously a blast. Was just, like, playing it. So we're having a good night. We're here to record. We're here to talk wrestling. We, we played are. some wrestling. We're looking at some wrestling toys. We're here to talk some wrestling. We're here to talk some wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Uh, we, for that ass. We say it all the time. Like, we do this podcast, but this is just, this is the conversation we'd be having anyway. Yeah, 100%. Like, we would literally come here. We'd open up a toy. We'd go watch. <laughs> like, I'd be like, look yeah. at the new toy I yeah. got. Because I also showed off my new Hasbros. And yeah. I got a Razor Ramon and Giant Gonzalez in this week. And, uh... <laughs> Like, like, the, like that little subtle drop. Right. But like literally, we'd look at toys, we'd play a wrestling video game, and then we'd just sit down and talk wrestling. So uh, that's why we do it, and that's what we're here to do. Dude, like, I'm like kind of 
stoked about being like into wrestling toys. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. You're all hyped up. Like you should send uh, Cardona a fruit basket. So send him, send him a nice Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving message. He should send me something. Yeah? Because as they say, it's the most expensive free podcast in the world. That's true. Which, by the way, after we're done, I have to show you a clip from oh. the recap of their live show. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. It's incredible. All right. But, uh, all right. Let's yeah. move on from wrestling let's move on. toys. Yeah. Let's move, let's move on. Even though I black from, and gold juice and thunder. Why right. are different side exclusive? Let's move from wrestling talk, wrestling toy talk to just wrestling wrestling talk. Yeah. Uh, news-wise, do we have anything? I on got one run really quick thing. Do you want, uh, okay, uh, yes. I'm going to mention it right now. There's not a ton of other news. There's, you know, obviously the bigger world of wrestling, the Zelina Vega stuff. But that's oh, not NXT related. Uh, this one kind of fits in the same sort of vein, though, what I'm going to say. Uh, so... Today on Twitter, earlier today, this is Thursday, the oh, I, 19th. I thought you were going to talk about something different. Okay. No. Um, Cody, there was a story about a guy who worked for um, for AEW as a video producer on Twitter. Uh, it came out, wanted to get his story out there about how he was sort of mistreated where he worked. Um, wasn't given credit for things, was told that Cody didn't like him, uh, that he, if Cody came in the building, he had to go in a different room or go home, all this sort of crap. Uh, and he just got a story out. He says, don't blame AEW. You know, he still likes the product. He still watches it. Just wasn't the best work environment for him. Uh, a lot of people called, were like, oh, I'm not going to believe this until I hear Cody's side, blah, blah. What proof do you have? And then he dropped the text messages from his former boss saying, hey, Cody's here. You got to leave or you stay in that office until we come get you. All this kind of stuff. Um, and it's, it's pretty terrible. But uh, all I'm going to say about it, and I, listen, I can rant, I can talk forever about how terrible people are in wrestling, and it extends way past Cody. Uh, if we want to talk about Vince McMahon, we can talk about all that kind of stuff. But if you read that story about Cody, and this isn't uh, sort of, this isn't meant to knock that guy down or knock anybody else down, uh, of course I believe that guy uh, because it just sounds like the kind of person that Cody is. Um, but if you read that story and you're surprised by it, uh, you clearly haven't been paying attention to who Cody Rhodes is as a human being uh, for however long, um, or really a lot, a lot of other people that are EVPs in that company. Um, I, I've heard enough pers- stories from friends. If you've seen enough stories out there that that they're not the nicest people. I mean, they there was a good period and probably still happening of AEW where they didn't where the, all the EVPs didn't talk to each other because they were all jerks, and then it all got turned inward. Um, so I know it sucks. Wrestling is a really terrible place. And if you look deep enough into any of your favorite wrestlers or favorite promotions, you're going to find a shit ton of bad dealings. But if you're on the internet. Minus like Brian Danielson. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a, there's a handful, <laughs> not even, there's less than a handful of, of true good wrestlers in the world that you couldn't drill down far enough and find some really horrible shit. Um, but if you are on Twitter, you're on the internet wrestling community. And you're shocked that you hear wrestler blank is a jerk or was a jerk to someone or continues to be a jerk or is hard to work with or has a huge ego. You're just not paying attention to professional wrestling as a whole. It's it's carny business. You're full of these assholes. And I'm not excusing it. I think that, you know, if what happened to this guy is terrible. And it's a little sort of wishy-washy if Cody was even involved. It's more of uh, this guy was like, well, Cody would always be nice to me and high-five me in person. But then I'd hear from this manager that – you know, this and that. So whatever. Um, but Cody's kind of a jerk. I'll say this. Um, I read it. I mean, I feel like every most people in wrestling are jerks. Right. Um, most people are jerks. Most people are jerks, yes. Uh, 
Myself uh, included. That's why I'll, I'll <laughs> gladly say that. You drill down. You don't have to drill on that far to, to see, yeah. see me being a jerk. Um, I'll just say, uh, you know, somebody involved with uh, the soon-to-be-named network, one Mr. Joe Sposto. Mm-hmm. If you listen to him a long time ago when talking about the MJF-Cody feud where MJF was like, yeah, Cody's a jerk, this, that. And Joe always said, yeah, he's not tell- he's not lying. Right. Uh, you know... Let's say where where there was smoke, there was fire right. at the time. So uh, right, it doesn't excuse anything. Of course, it's all terrible, but it's not shocking to me. No, you know, not it's at all. you know you're gonna tell me Sucks. a wrestler from the '80s did a bunch of drugs and was horribly racist. Shocking. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, we grew up watching Roddy Piper paint himself half black, and I love Roddy Piper with all my life. But come on, there's a lot of that shit was on the surface. And it's still there. It, still it didn't go away. I still can't believe Jack's made an action figure of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's terrible. Well, listen, people make bad decisions every day. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. You know, like their choices in hair dye. Right. All right. So, uh, and watching AEW Dark every week. Well, let's get into that. Oh, God. Because uh, this was another almost two hour mishmash shit. So we did the old, hey, we're not watching all of this. This is the 62nd edition of AW Good Dark, by the way. Lord. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't watch much of this. Okay. Uh, so I don't know what matches you I- watched. I watched more than I thought I would. Okay. Uh, the first thing that I watched was Travis Titan mm-hmm. versus Ricky Starks. Because uh, I don't know. I'm like really about ricky starks now okay <laughs> something flipped on me and uh i, I think that guy's fucking I, uh, great i don't know the uh the order of things but i did not watch that okay the order of things really don't matter so we'll just go back and forth and yeah we'll just deal with yeah. it that way so i watched that starks won in like three minutes yeah um, stark still doesn't click for me it's it's always shocking to me when you say that, that how much you like him now i don't know did, man something not, just i clicked. like i like his dynamic with taz but I don't like Starks on his own or in the ring all the way. I don't think he's bad in any way. Um, he's better than a lot of people on that roster. I just uh, it hasn't clicked over for me yet. For me to be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of my way to watch a Ricky Starks match. I'm gonna send you a, or I'm gonna send you a promo video from Ricky Starks. They did like a year ago or so. Okay. Honestly, I feel like it kind of flipped my mind on him a little bit. Right. So, uh, big fan of Ricky Starks. Um, next thing that I watched was uh the debut episode of the waiting room i watched that that was the, that was the third thing i watched holy actually. hell really yes well let's i'll talk about what i watched then you talk about okay. what you watched and we'll see what matches up here All right. so i watched the waiting room with Britt baker yeah which was the new talk show segment yeah. on AEW dark right uh oh god um so she had on. Well, uh, listen, uh, I, just, <laughs> I watched this too. This is a goddamn disaster. Yeah. The only part that I laughed at was every time that Reba would do her the fake like laugh. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but other than that, what in the goddamn hell? So like I, I, I started it and I was like, I like this idea. You know, Britt has been better on promos. Absolutely. I think she's grown uh, as a wrestler, too. So I was like, all right, this is cool. Uh, you know, AEW has been super nostalgia heavy this past week. Did you see the the, the old Georgia Championship sets? I did, yeah. Okay. And I saw the so, one that you said that you liked, yeah. Ricky Starks. Yes. And the one you didn't like, which I watched both. And I was like, yeah, he's right. Right. <laughs> uh, 
and again, not to not to go back on that, but like it's an old sort of Georgia Championship Wrestling sort of setup. Shivani does some interviews there. I thought the Starks one was really good. Uh, the Cody one was okay, and then he started talking about how about the, his eyes are on the future and the company's eyes are on the future, but yet they're standing in front of a tribute to the 1980s backdrop. Uh, so that didn't make any sense. And also, uh, for uh, for the sake of Joe Sposto, Cody needs to learn how to talk into the goddamn microphone. What did, like what did he say at the end of it that was real stupid? Uh, everything. Oh, wasn't he talking about Ricky Starks? How Ricky Starks doesn't have an iPhone. Yeah, whatever. More on that later. Yeah. So, so I was like, okay, the waiting room's cool. Like, you know, I like these. The the you know the um the hell's brother loves thing called his interview segment. Oh man, I'm, fe- I'm right. I'm, Did it have a name? I, I could feel I could feel Joe's yeah, so mad blood pressure rising right Even now. Even when I started to say it, I was Brucey. like I was like I'm going to get so much shit for not remembering this. But anyway, um the, your Piper's pits, your all that sort of thing in the world. So I was excited for the waiting room. Uh I think it makes sense for the character. I like the set. Uh and it was just terrible jokes. And the first one happened and Britt told an awful joke and I was like, "Okay, that didn't land." And then the second one happened, and the third one, I'm like, oh, this is the thing. They think this is funny. So I think it was just called The Brother Love Show. Okay, The Brother Love Show. Sure. I would have called it something else, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so, like, uh, it was just – I think it, they were tried to make it cheesy. It was supposed to be cheesy. They were going for, like, oh, look how cheesy heel she is. I don't know. But it wasn't – it just wasn't good. I, I thought it was – actually really bad except for the fact that she said that now that cody lost the tnt title he can make up another network title and go for that one maybe the cartoon network has something available for him that's funny um and then they had th2 on oh god which th2 decided this is the on like the third or fourth segment of dark this is where they're gonna launch their title campaign uh that was also incredibly bad um and uh I feel like I maybe I've never heard Jack Evans talk before. I've definitely never seen Jack Evans' teeth. Because, uh, holy hell. Yeah. Weird. Not good. <laughs> not good. Not, not good. Uh, so bad, in fact, that I did manage to run into Joe Sposto in the wild this week. Well, the comic shop, where else am I going to see him? Uh, and he was like, I don't watch it. I've seen audio, like, no audio clips of it. And he's like, I can tell it's that bad. He goes, but is it so bad that I don't seek it out? Or is it that bad that I have to watch? And I'm like, you have to watch it. It was it was one of those segments that is that bad. I hope, really hope that wasn't their goal. Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know. I feel like heart was in the right place, but uh, Ooh, yep, the execution. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, wasn't good. Uh, next match that I watched was. Layla Hirsch versus Tesha Price. I watched this one too. This was the next one I watched. All right. Yeah. Good. Uh, I like Hirsch. I like Hirsch too. Yeah. Um, I think she should join Taz's Maniacs. Of course she should. Um, Because she's a bruiser. Yeah. And Taz was like talking about her suplexes. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. Uh, She won in three minutes and 48 seconds. Hirsch, yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Tesha, a little rough. All right. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, I did like this dark seem to just do more sort of indie talent unknowns versus indie talent unknowns as opposed to just giving, you know, a, a main roster, an extra match. That's what this dark it's should what it do. should be. Yeah. But if it, because of that, I would have watched all of it if it wasn't two hours long again. Yeah. If it was an hour of just these sort of new rising stars against each other, I'd watch the whole thing if it was an hour. Yeah. It's not. So I won't. Yeah. Next one that I watched was D3 and Angel Fashion. 
Going up against the Acclaimed, which uh, is... Those uh, words don't mean anything to me. Well, they they should, because I, I like the Acclaimed. Okay. The Acclaimed's pretty fun. Yeah. Max Caster and uh, the other guy, which I can't remember his name, but they call him the five-tool player. Okay. Uh, Max Caster, every week, he like... They come out and do the hipping and the hopping and the bipping and the bopping. Yeah. yeah. Hippity hoppity, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he just cuts like his opponents down and, I don't know, I, I, I kind of like I, it. Yeah, I... I I don't dislike them. I've seen them before. I think I watched them last week or the week before. Yeah. Um, I like them, but I just skipped it this time. Yeah. Uh, and then the next match that I watched, which was the last match that I watched, I'm surprised I watched as much. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Lindsay Snow. I watched this as well. Uh, I It went four and a half minutes. Thunder Rosa won. I actually thought it was pretty good. I liked it. I don't know anything about Lindsay Snow. A crazy look. Yeah, she looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, scary. Yeah. Like, not Abaddon scary. Like, 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 uh, like, I will fuck you up. Yeah. Like, like that kind of scary. Yeah. Like, Abaddon's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm the thing that grabs your foot when you don't put the blankets over yeah. it when you're sleeping in bed at night. Lindsay Snow was like, yo, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to legit murder you and get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like tattooed head to toe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought it was a fun little, uh, yeah. little sprint there. I thought they both looked good. Neither one yeah. of them like embarrassed themselves. Nothing like that, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that. That was really good. And that was the last thing you watched. That was the last thing I watched. All right, well, I got some stuff. <laughs> oh apparently, boy. apparently, I hate myself more than you hate yourself. <laughs> that's that's a fucking lie. <laughs> right. So uh, the first thing I watched was, wasn't was the match, but there was uh, I saw Archer and, and Jake come out when I was scrolling through. Oh, so, I forgot we had, I did watch this part. Because we had talked yeah. about, uh, off air, we talked about how YouTube, when, when we went to scroll for this, it was dark. You couldn't see what you were scrolling through. Yes. So yes. I just click through and hope I got to parts. So I saw Archer coming out with Jake, and I'll always listen to Jake. Yes. Uh, even though I'm afraid he's going to explode because he's swelling up uh. like a blueberry. Um, but uh, Archer comes out, beats up Joey O'Reilly, and uh, Jake cuts a promo. Archer cuts his promo. I just wanted to see it. It was fine. It was yeah. nothing in particular. Anytime Jake talks, I listen. Right. Exactly. Uh, but the first thing that I watched, match anyway, was Joey Janela versus Marco Stunt. Okay. Uh, because I like Marco Stunt a lot. Um, you know, they have some history. They've had some good matches in the past. So uh, they should, they hyped it up by showing Stunt's x-rays on his broken leg. Oh, boy. Uh, which we watched that show when it happened. We sure did. Was that the... Was that the David Arquette show? It sure was. All right, good. Because if you also remember on that show was Brody King versus Hardcore Holly. Oh, my God. Yeah, with <laughs> with Hardcore Holly's, like, tribal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, man. That was a good show. That was a great yeah. show. <laughs> All right. So I watched Janela versus Stunt. Uh, it was cool. It was fine. Uh, clearly, these guys get along and have the, enough chemistry. Uh, Janela took a Rana on his head, which got a little bit of press. Um, oh, he, did he? Yeah, he bumped himself that oh, way. Okay. It wasn't. It, he did like the uh, like the, the flip. The, the, yeah. The, yeah, like he flipped forward to crown himself on the head, not crown himself, but yeah. crown himself. Uh, and he's not Jimmy King. Um, but uh, <laughs> I fucking wish he was <laughs> right. Uh, so that that got a little bit of like gift on on the internet there. Uh, but the finish was an avalanche falcon arrow. Okay. Janela wow. to Marco, and uh, well, you murdered him. Well, I guess it wasn't a falcon arrow. <sighs> yeah, now now that I'm playing it back in my head, he had him on the shoulders and then flipped him forward. Blue Thunder Bomb? No, that's the other way. I don't know what it was. Whatever. How dare you not know the name of a wrestling movie? Sorry. Wow. Disaster. Anyway, it was fun. Uh, after the, the Thunder Rosa match, now I watched a few other things. 
I watched uh, because I really proving that I do hate myself more than you hate yourself. I watched the pretty. I yeah. watched the pretty Peter Avalon vignette. Second week in a row. On purpose. All right. Well, you're part, you're starting to put that theory to the test here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he's in a car. He's still doing the Saturday Night Live Christopher Walken thing where the camera person has the white glove and he's trying to coax the woman to go on a date and or sexually assault. I guess that's essentially Christopher Walken was trying to sexually assault that woman. So that's what pretty Peter Avalon's trying to do. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, and then he says something to the driver and the driver like flips out on him is like, uh, you've you've uh, chased off all of my customers. Like you order this Uber and you've sat through all the ride shares, and then he gets kicked out of the car. And he's like, "I'm pretty Peter Avalon. You can't do this to me." Whatever. Mm. Uh, after that, I watched uh, Swole versus Kylan King, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because as much as they don't want me to, I'm going to support this goddamn women's division. Okay. A lot more on that later. A lot more on that later. Oh boy. Uh. But yeah, so uh, Swole versus Kylan King, uh, the most important thing in this match was at the finish, uh, Swole locked on the cloverleaf and fell over, but Kylan still tapped out. Yeah, so she had it, and she had it locked, and when she went to sit back, she kind of fell to the side and forward, and they still called it. Dino Machino was probably just head and hands backstage. Right, right. Uh, But Swole wins. Uh, and then, uh, oh my see. God, you watched more. I did. What I watched, the there was, there was a Darby and Taz's maniacs thing. Okay. I did see that. So I watched that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. So see, I forgot about like the little bit. Like, right. Yeah. So Darby came out and then Taz's maniacs came out and there was a brouhaha and then Cody came out with his headset and they're like, oh my God, he was in gorilla whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched Evans versus Christopher Daniels in the main event. Because I was like, oh, this is like a flashback to me sitting like in a like, Ring of like, Honor like show. 2006 Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, and I have no notes on it, so it must not have been any good. Okay. Good. Well, that's that's always I like fun. CD, though. I yeah. like CD a Your lot. Your boy CD? I like CD a lot. I will say, one of the funny things about Dark mm-hmm. is Taz on commentary. Yeah. I, like, I feel like I could never remember specifics that he does. But holy fuck! Some like listening to it, I'm like, this is hilarious. Like when he uh, when Stark, Starks was on commentary and Starks was like like complimenting somebody, and Taz was like, oh, why don't you go kiss his ass? Then like, I'm like, all right, Taz, I can get behind you here, and uh, also because I love Taz and you don't. I mean, yeah, I <sighs> I uh, stop. It's not that I don't love Taz. I loved Taz. I just, dude, you know what I was watching last night? So I was watching like. Last night I decided, uh, like before watching, uh, like yeah. like wrestling, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna watch some shit on the franchise, okay. Shane Douglas, because if you've been paying attention to my Twitter, I'm on a fucking huge ECW. Mm, I haven't been. You haven't been paying attention to my Twitter? No, scumbag. Sorry. Um, and it was the promo where franchise is like, break my arm, Taz. Go ahead, break my arm, yeah. you pussy. And then Taz breaks his arm. Of course. And then he gets jumped by the triple threat. Yeah. I just... That Taz is great. But now when I look at Taz, I just want to stab him a couple times with a fork, wrap him in a paper towel, and hit the Taz button on my microwave for him to cook in about five minutes. Hit the Taz button on your microwave, eh? it's right there. Thank you for pointing it out. Oh, I'm sorry. It says potato. God damn you. He's still Taz to me, damn it. Mm -hmm. Brother. Um, All right. Let's get into Dynamite. Okay. 
First match. No, new. There's a new intro video. Let's talk about that thing. I thought there was it was the same one as last week. Oh, was it last week? I yeah. ju- I missed it. <laughs> well, it's new to me. Damn it. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> new to me. Proud of you. And I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was a much better entrance video. Um, even though it's like just all the EVPs. Yeah, that's all. I mean, what else does it have to be? I, who else is on the roster? Nobody that matters. Right. right. First match we have is uh, the Young Bucks going up against Top Flight. Yeah. They gave Top Flight a nice little video package beforehand. They did. Make us give a shit. Uh, one of them is 21 years old. The other is yeah. 19 years yep. old, which I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, the match itself goes about nine minutes. And, uh, yeah, Young Bucks win, of course. Uh, I like Top Flight, though. They, they, so, they're like a fun little... Like, all right. I'm not gonna say I like Top Flight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna rescind that. I would like traction. Okay. All right. I'll allow one. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for my traction. One an episode. One traction. That's it. Um, I've lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Because well, great. Because there's a cat. Yeah. Uh, of course. Every episode. <laughs> She's going fucking nuts. Uh huh. Um, so Top Flight. I feel like. They're. Not, I don't want to say they're like a good tag team. Yeah, but I could see them developing into like a like a good junior tag team mm-hmm. or something of that yeah. nature. You're, you're staring a hole through me. Why? No, it's fine. So, We've seen this before, but go ahead. That's and that's what I'm getting at. Is like okay, like they're not doing anything I haven't seen before. Yeah, but like they're still like cool for that style. Uh, I you know I, I thought that they. I thought they looked great. I thought they carried this match. Again, I thought the Bucks looked like the Bucks and Top Flight were surprising and looked good, especially yeah. for how young they are. Um, but when I said we've seen this before, it's private party. It's private. It, it, oh, okay. It's private party 2.0, except they Bucks didn't give them the win this time because the Bucks got the Strapolas. Um, but I think they got the showcase. I think they looked good. I think they should bring them back. I mean, if, I think if they're this talented at 19 and 21, I think they can definitely develop these guys. Yeah. Well, and, and who did they say they were trained by? Molly Holly and Mr. Anderson. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the match I thought was, it was fine. Yeah. You, you know, know, it was fine. When, when the Young Bucks wrestled this style yeah. of match, like, I'm like, all right. Right. I, I did. I enjoyed this match um, more so because of top flight. I think there was a point around the part where the one, I think he's the younger one, went to run and do the jump up Rana where you don't, you just jump to the guy who's on the top rope. He missed that completely. Yeah. And whatever bucket was had to sort of make up for it. And it happens all the time. I think they just, they had all these spots planned. They got a little gas, a little excited, and then sort it ha- of. And it happens. It happens. It happens all the time. And I just like pull it back a little bit. That's all. Pull yeah. it back. That's all. Just skip that one. Like, listen, I know you could do all these right. it's crazy great. looking cool shit, but you don't need to put everything out there. It's awesome. Just because you can't doesn't mean you should. Yeah. So, but I again, I did. I like this match. I I think that they're a cool team. We should see a lot more of. They think they if if they're good in the ring and good communicating at, at this young of an age, put them in there with some other teams, see what they can do. Um, but I've been this, but I've seen this before. What happened to the private party? That first match, private party against the Young Bucks, they were saying the same thing. These these guys are going to be amazing. Young tag team, you know, uh, getting a shot from the Bucks. They were wrestling the Bucks the first out, whatever. And the private party won, but then it was just letting them get beaten, beaten, beaten until the Young Bucks can come around like a year and a half later and get their win back. Yeah, which they um, did. So that that concerns me, but I thought it was a very good match. Yeah. Well, not very good. Good match. Top was, flight. Top flight's very good. That was a good match. It was a good. Yeah. After the match, uh, TH2 runs out and they start beating up Top Flight. Of course they did. And the Young Bucks run them off. Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, you, you know uh, it'll be it'll like be on dark. Year, I guess. It'll be on dark. Top Flight versus TH two. I'll watch it. I don't, honestly, I I think that's a pretty decent pairing. Um, you know they're a little bigger, so you know they're I think they're bigger than Jack Evans and probably as tall as Angelico, but a little like beefier. Sure. Um, better shape, but like Angelico had that one good match that really impressed us, where he was actually doing his chain wrestling yeah. and stuff. So I, I mean I'd, I'd give that a shot based on Top Flight alone and. Sort of based on the the Jack Evans of yesteryear, which I know everybody gives them. Everybody's like, "Oh, Jack Evans was one of the best." Like Jack Evans was one of the best at that style. You don't really have it anymore, but he has enough of it for me to be like, "Oh, I'll see what Jack Evans is going to pull out this time." Yeah. So now we're going to Las Vegas. We are, baby, for the Inner Circle in Las Vegas. Their Vegas slays Vegas. Ah, yes, they slay Vegas. Yeah, sure. Um. They do a bunch of shit. I don't know. Like, they're playing poker, yeah. and they're at a strip club, and uh-huh. uh, MJF and Jericho at a bar one-upping each other for their order of alcohol. I, I thought that was funny afterwards when they when they show, like, the walking like the walking montage, and they're all stumbly. Uh, the most crazy thing about this is that we had to believe uh, that uh, Jericho gets drunk all the way. That's completely what Jericho does. <laughs> it was yeah. just a regular night out. It doesn't have to even be Vegas. It can be, I don't know, wherever Jericho is. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's connected in New York, and he's doing the same thing. Didn't show them at, at uh, the Cat House or Ooh, anything like that. wow, well. Or the Bunny Ranch. Um, they're doing some fun things. Uh, my brain isn't letting me separate the second half of this to later, but, like, they did some fun little building those little rivalries, you know, um, swapping out Sammy's cards on them. They did the little... Uh, you got 21, I got two. Like, there's that little... I don't know if they meant it to be, but it, but yeah. you, if you're in professional wrestling and you're playing blackjack, I'm going to think it's a reference to Jake Roberts. It should be anyway. It absolutely should be. Um, But they did a lot of little funny things, you know? I, it's... I thought it was fine. I think they could have pushed a little further, but I liked most of it. I must bring up the point of uh, after the Everqueer drinking, mm-hmm. uh, Santana and Ortiz uh, said, we're going next level. And in comes Conan. Right. With a bunch of goddamn weed. So, <laughs> funny enough, uh, my wife Michelle was sitting on the couch next to me, and she was like, when the MJF Jericho thing, she was like, why isn't one of them called this guy Barkeep yet? And then MJF called him Barkeep. And then Conan came out, and she said, did they just bring a homeless guy out? <laughs> and I was like, that's Conan. Aww. Not that she would know what that means. She's like, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not a homeless man. That's Conan. That's, that's, that's Conan. the Hulk Hogan of Mexico. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. And then they see a man wearing a dragon costume. That's Piff, the magic dragon. Yes. Um, he's a magician. Uh, what? He's, he's a magician. It's Piff the Magic Dragon. I'm not making that up. What the fuck is this from? He has been on uh, Penn and Teller. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for you he's, for knowing. He's a magician whose like gimmick is that he's in a, he's like an ordinary dra- guy in a dragon costume and he does like card magic. Piff. Okay. Piff the Magic Dragon. So where would you rank him on your dragons of wrestling? Wait, does he get the? Is he a count? He is now. Really? Yeah. Uh, I would rank him. One spot above Retail Dragon. Wow. You're going him above Retail Dragon? <laughs> How well, dare okay. you, sir? I'm, I'm going one above Retail Dragon. 
when he forgets his Walmart vest. Okay. And one below retail dragon when he remembers his Walmart vest or I'll CVS vest. I'll, or whatever I'll allow that answer, sir. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, and then they're in a bar and Sammy's like telling him Jeffrey hates me. He's like, no, seriously, I fucking hate you. Yeah, right. And then uh, Hager and Waterloo beat up a bunch of people. And I like this thing, too, because they're, they're doing their little, like, butting heads competition thing. Yeah. So, um, so then that's the end of that. And they go, okay, to be continued. Yes. On our Vegas trip. Right. Which they learned from the, the Haunted House of Horrors uh, Cameron Grimes match where you continue a segment House, over. Always. Like you yes. always do. Right. We go to uh, John Moxley. In the big news. <laughs> fucking, dude, I'll tell you what. This promo was fucking awesome. It was. Uh, it talks about, like, you know, how his, his dad and stuff. And mm-hmm. how he's like, yeah, my dad was 6'3", and if he got out of line, he knocked right. the shit out of me, you know? And they said he, uh, he was picking up Moxley from a police station and said, kept saying, tell him, son, we're the good guys. And I was like, dude, that was a, that was cool. Like, he was just like, it was. you know, everybody's tried to, like. Steal the title off of him, but, yeah. I, but we're but I'm the good guy, mm-hmm. and everybody as friends have t- kept turning on him. He just keeps telling himself, "I have to be the good guy," right? And then says, "Yeah, I've got a pregnant wife at home." Yep. Which holy shit, which was news. That's fucking news. awesome. I don't think any that wasn't announced anywhere. No, yet. literally yeah. no. Congrats right. to him and Renee. Awesome. I feel like that's fucking that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I was laughing at Renee's tweets where she's like. Uh, like she, well, she put up the picture of like her and Mox, like, yeah. I, like, and the date on it was when like she told him. I was like, man, they look so fucking happy. Right. I'm like that's, I don't know. I love did love. You see, love is real cool. Did so. you see how Bailey found out? Yep, hilarious. So <laughs> Bailey put is is that is like Mox saying in a promo better or is the way I got told? Yep. Renee thought she was texting Mox with an update. <laughs> On her pregnancy, and she texted Bailey Bailey instead, so (laughs) Bailey knew about it before anybody else. That's amazing. It's hilarious. Uh, Yeah, uh, you know, all the best in the world to those two. Yeah. Um, They seem like a cool-ass couple, They do. They (laughs) They really do. Um, You know, Mox Mox is pretty great, and uh, I think, you know, I think we'll probably see Renee in AEW at some point, I would guess. Yeah, I don't know how long she has, like, a no-computer or anything. And then with the the pregnancy, but, you know, she'd be a fine replacement uh, for Fathead Marv. I mean, honestly, I would take their newborn child as a replacement <laughs> as the backstage interviewer over Fathead Marvez. But, um, but yeah, it, it's great news. It was huge news. Like I double taked. I was like, if I was drinking something, I would have done the spit take. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, man. That's, great. that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but he finishes like just saying like, you know, I uh, I'm gonna go into the ring tonight to sign this contract with Kenny. Shake his hand and. and uh, Know that I'm the champion. I'm my dad's son, and I'm John Goddamn Moxley. Right. I was like, dude, this guy, like seriously, yeah. I, I I fucking love the guy's promo. Yeah, I, he's he could talk. It's fucking great. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just I'm like everybody's got to step their promos up because Eddie Kingston comes out every week and kills promos yeah. on the show and then on Twitter and then like so you well, have, you got to be better. And you know what? Like dude, iron you, sharpens iron. You look at that feud. Like Mox held his own. He listen. Yeah. He's no Eddie Kingston on the mic, no. but no, no he one fucking is. is. But that guy, like, he's not far behind. Yeah, you no, know what it, I mean. It was, he's, it was good. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great yep. promo. So, uh, next match we have Orange Cassidy. Yep. OC going up against Kip Sabian. Yes. With uh, Miro on commentary. Yeah, and um, so I want to address this as we start. Um, and you know this match sort of showed it, but I don't like this AEW trend of putting a random wrestler, not, not random, he's sort of involved in the match on commentary for every match. 
Um, which I will contradict myself because when Kingston comes out, I like it. Well, there's a but big difference. There's a huge Nero difference. And Eddie Kingston. Right. There's a huge difference because, and we can talk about Eddie Kingston in a second, but like Eddie adds to the match. Eddie calls the match. He has great rapport with JR. He probably has the best rapport with JR out of anybody on the shows. But Miro on commentary is just getting himself over and laughing really loud or yelling at the at the other commentators really loud. I'm like, there's a match going on. Your job there is to get this match over. Get your buddy over. If Kip Sabian gets over, then you get over but because you're associated with them, Miro. Instead, Miro's just essentially going into business for himself. It just it doesn't add anything to the match. It actually distracts from the match, uh, and that's and then that's a shame. And they do that a lot. I don't I don't like it. Yeah, I thought I, I'm with you. Like he just he was. I found it unnecessary. Yeah, he's overbearing. Know? He could have been on the outside. And it's also obvious when he's there that he's going to be doing something at the end of the match. Sure, but he could have just been on the outside. Right. You know, he didn't need right. to need to be worried. Yeah. Knows. Um. OC gets the win. Yeah. Goes about eleven minutes. Uh, match was okay. Yeah, Kip Sabian ate shit on that DDT that he didn't know how to take. That, and he, sl- he like, slipped up on the one rope yeah. fucking jump that he did or uh, whatever. But. And minor pet peeve, uh, he didn't sell the mousetrap. Yeah. Uh, something in wrestling that pisses me off, and it happens more and more, um, is unless the story in your match is that you got knocked out, you should be kicking your feet or like trying to fight that pin no matter what. Don't just lay there. So mousetrap is not something where you're knocked out. Mousetrap is a pinning combination that you can't get out of. So he gets put in the mousetrap and he's not kicking his legs. You should be kicking your legs like crazy like to make it look like you're trying to get out of this thing, but you can't. That sells the move. It keeps you strong in the loss. All of that. But instead he just he just went dead fish and let the pin happen and I hate it. I hate it. Those little things matter. And those little things are what make you elevate you, make you that better wrestler. And guys like Kip just don't do it. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Um, after the match, Mira runs out mm-hmm. and uh, throws a lariat at OC and takes Murdered his him. fucking head off. Yeah. And then uh, best friends come out to chase him and Kip off. Yep. So, so this continues. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, contract signing is up next. Great. Omega's it's out. The most first. exciting part of professional wrestling. Absolutely. You know how these always end in a brew, haha. Yes. Uh, Omega is out first with his big gaudy entrance. Mm-hmm. Mox's music hits. Yeah. Uh, no Moxley, and then they go to the back, and Moxley's laid out. Yeah. Well, bloody nose and not responding, and uh, that fucking doctor doing a real shitty job, just being like, "Oh, I guess he's knocked out." Oh, Doc Samson. Yeah. Well, he so- can't tell when a real concussion happens, <laughs> somebody, so how can he sell a fake somebody one? Somebody go get some help. Yeah. Um. To which Omega was just like, "Huh." That's too bad. Yeah. And brings up, okay, last time it was your elbow, now it's a bloody nose, whatever, I'm signing the contract. Right. See you there. Uh, Kenny with the, the darker mullet, with the stubble, with the glasses. The aviators are back. Right. And- uh, people online talking that it's the it's a, a subtle heel turn for Kenny. And like, no, Kenny, it, it's just a poorly executed heel turn for Kenny. Yeah. Um, but Kenny's a heel. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, he's always going to get cheered because he, Kenny, he's in that place where – he has enough sort of uh, goodwill and love from the fans that he's always going to get cheered. But he's a bad guy. Yeah, and I always, even in New Japan, I thought the rise of, like, Omega was his, like, heel character work. That's what yeah. I thought made him what, obviously, right. his matches were fucking incredible. Yeah. But, like, the, the character-wise, mm-hmm. that's what brought him to where he, how he yeah. got so popular. Um, but he's yeah, still a goof, though. Yeah, December 2nd, uh, winter is coming. Yeah. 
That's uh, is that right. what we're calling the show or just the match? Winter is coming. I don't know. I, I would rather them not bring that up. Yeah, what's that? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Why not? I don't want to talk about it. Fuck that fucking show. Right. And, well, and they were just like, oh, well, HBO owns like TNT, so uh, right. that's why they're able yeah. to just use this shit. Right. So yeah. like that's so like basically what happens if 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 you're gonna make more references, Winter is coming. What's gonna happen in this match is gonna be Omega versus Moxley for the title. Oh no! And somehow, instead of either one of those two winning it, Sean Spears is gonna be champ, and everybody's just gonna and have every, to be and okay with just it. Be very, right? No, I, I listen. They don't have to be okay. With well, it, okay? right, right. <laughs> They're going to be asked to be okay with it. And then, like, Arn's going to give some speech about how it should have been Sean Spears the whole time. And it's the only logical champion for there to be. And if you'd been paying attention to the storyline this whole time, you would understand that this is the way it's been going. And then everybody's going to go on Twitter. And everybody's going to be like, no, of course, this is the way it should be. And the other half's going to be like, this show is fucking terrible. These guys, when they didn't have the book to follow anymore in AEW, they went completely off the rail. Wait, they were not talking. This is, sorry. That's... Um, you got so fired up. Brand Stark, everybody. Uh-huh. Brand, Brand Stark. Stark. Brand Stark. Brand Stark, ladies and gentlemen. Brand Stark. Brand Stark. Um, <laughs> we go back to... <laughs> I love you for that. Brand Stark. <laughs> we go back to Las Vegas for part two of Jericho and the Inner Circle Take Vegas. And uh, the newest member of the Inner Circle is introduced as Elvis. Yep. Uh, Elvis, I, I, for a second, I thought Elvis was the bald Jackson. Oh, <laughs> they looked Christ. a lot alike. Um, MJF said he has something to get off his chest, and he wants to be part of a wolf pack or whatever. You can't which, say that. No, I was like, what the fuck? Why is it? Wh-? So part of me was like, okay, Kevin Nash is coming out. Right. And he's just going to be like, no, you can't uh, do that. Vinny Vegas is coming out. Ooh, Ooh. Okay, Vinny Vegas and the Diamond Stud. That's right. Um, he says he loves them like Blood Brothers. And Sammy is just like, yeah, I'm fucking down and pulls out a knife to cut his head. I'm like, what the hell, Sammy? Right. Like, uh, and they're just like, oh, whoa. And Elvis tells him not to be, don't be cruel and get all shook right. up. Um, they all howl and then they wake up the next morning. Jericho and Elvis are in bed together. Yep. Um, probably not the first time. No. Missed it, opportunity, Jericho not having the bat. Or one of them, but probably Jericho. So they were shooting Jericho from the one side, and I was like, he's going to have that awful neck tattoo, and they're going to go hangover on this. <laughs> like, when he, with the... I didn't yeah. see all the hangover. I don't think I've seen any hangover movie, but I know the clips. Um, with the Mike Tyson tattoo, uh, and I was like, he's going to have the terrible Cody Rhodes neck tattoo, and it's going to be hilarious, and he didn't. But I guess that would probably hurt Cody's feelings. And then they'd be like, listen, Jericho, you have to go in a different office. You have to office. go hide in a room. You have to go yeah. in this office whenever Cody's <laughs> in the building. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, MJF wakes up in a bathtub. Yep. Sammy is asleep in a fucking water fountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden he's like, what the fuck? And he has a wedding ring and he married three women last right. night. Um, Ortiz is lifting weights. Of course he is because he's the best. And he's wearing a bride tank top. Sure. I'm just like, did Ortiz get into a little Jeff, uh, Jericho stash of booger sugar? <laughs> is this what happened here? Um, Santana is by feeding chickens. I'll, yes. Listen, I'm going to say this right now. Santana is the coolest looking motherfucker <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Okay. That dude looks smooth as shit. All right. Like, I'm looking at him like, yo. This guy, like, right. I'd, I'd fucking chill with this dude. All like, right. I mean, I'm offended you're sitting across the table from me, and clearly you can see me, but whatever. All right. Give it to him. Don't give yourself that much credit. <laughs> um, but yeah, Santana's feeding chickens. Yep. Um, Jericho and Elvis run into the room. Nightmare. Yeah. Um, there's closed doors where someone is crying. And uh, 
Nightmare fuel. Good old Swoggle. Big Swag. Horn Swoggle. King of Small Style. Dylan Postle. Pulling double, triple, quadruple duty. Postle's Peanuts. Yeah. Um, doo-doo in chocolate hands <laughs> himself. Swoggle is in, a bi- is in a diaper. Yeah. And he's crying. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jericho just says, guys, we've got a problem. Right. And, uh, yeah, that was an awkward fucking ending. It was weird. Which, this is going to tie into, I'll, okay. I'll show you something. So, we show. got Swoggle on Impact. Yep. We got Swoggle on uh, Talking Shop of Mania 2. <laughs> Where we saw that dude's hole. <laughs> we saw, we that saw dude's a guy's butthole. We saw, absolutely saw the color of that guy's butthole. <laughs> Talking Shop of Mania 2 on Fight TV, uh, <laughs> like $15. It's, uh, it's worth about 7 it, Yeah. Uh, it's only funny for about the first half of yep. it, but in that first half, it, there was a dude, and you see the exact color of his butthole in the surrounding area. Seriously, the funniest parts of it are where there's random wrestling matches and their commentary. Right. That's the funniest yeah. parts. Um, and, uh, and then we got... On AEW swoggles, there. yeah, so he's triple triple him. duty in it. Good for yeah, doo doo and chocolate hands Dude, himself, right? Uh, yeah, good for good for swag. Sure. Uh, we come back live, and Jericho's on commentary, and he's saying, "My head is still fucking pounding." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, Jim Ross, you know what it's like back in '86 with the Horsemen." <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Sure. Um, so next we have uh, Eddie Kingston coming out for commentary. Yep, and we get Pack. The returning pack, the Pac. blade, pack, 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 whatever you want to call him, yep. the bastard. He is back. Yeah, it's the blade. Uh, this match goes a little over eleven minutes. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, um, pack obviously gets the win. Yeah, at the end he hits that shooting star press into the fucking brutalizer. I'm like, that was so smooth. Yep, that guy is unbelievable. It's good to ring. have him back. I I love him in the ring. Yeah, he, I, on the mic I love him too, but in the ring. Yeah, man, he's a, he's right at the top right now for sure. Uh, match I thought was good. Yeah, I think it was a good showcase for Blade. Yeah, uh, great shape. Made him look like a powerhouse. Really did. Yeah. Uh, hung in there. Uh, you know, Kingston on commentary does what he's supposed to do. He yeah. gets his guy over. Yep. Like he tells the stories, just like yeah, like as soon as I got backstage last week, Blade was still getting stitched up. I was like, I already went to Tony Khan. I got him next week. Right. I'm like, fuck yeah. It get makes you, him just seem like yeah. Get your guy over. Get your stuff over. Um. And I, I did. I thought it was a it was a really good match. It got a lot of time, uh, more time than I thought it would. Same. Uh, you know, I thought it was going to be more of a Pac sort of running through everybody to get to Kingston. Um, and I hope it's a I hope it's a good slow build. Um, uh, I'm going to assume that he has Butcher next match. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but damn, I. Yeah, Kingston commentary was right. fantastic. Well, there's some there's some Butch interference in the match. I loved when Pac slid outside and he's mm-hmm. standing by Butch, and Kingston's just going, "Oh, ho, you don't want to do that, brother!" Right, <laughs> like, right. Um, yeah, it was. Yep. The, the match itself though was like it was very. I knew Pac was like gonna be awesome, of course. But yeah, Blade, of course. Blade was good. It he, was it was real good. It was his first like real showcase for him uh, against the like a true competitor. I mean. You know, we all kind of knew he was a pretty good wrestler, um, but I, I, I didn't expect him to hang like he did. Yeah, so. yeah, he was good. Um, I liked it. After the match, Pat grabs the mic, stares at Eddie, uh, and then Butcher attacks him from behind. 
Eddie comes down to the ring and he's just saying, this is the world's smallest violin and saying to Pac, I'm going to put you through the storm. And I'm like, dude, this guy's just the best. Yep. Uh, Ray Phoenix runs out to try to fight off Butcher, Blade, and Kingston. They, mm-hmm. you know, get the best of them. And then uh, here comes Penta, where Eddie just screams, oh, my best friend's here. Right. Uh, and then uh, Penta just kind of stands there with the chair in his hand, and uh, he goes and takes a swing at Eddie. And Eddie rolls to the outside, and uh, Butcher and Blade get ran off. So uh looks like right now we have the return of Death Triangle. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, I kind of knew where this was going. Of course, Penta wasn't going to turn. No. And like it not. works better for wrestling to have three on three like that because you do Pac versus uh, Blade, Pac versus Butch. Then maybe you do the, you know, the, the Butcher and the Blade versus the Lucha Brothers. Sure. Then you get the three way. Like you build it. If you really want to stretch this you out, you can build it. There's a lot of combinations. Absolutely. You know, Eddie's going to have beef with Ray and Penta for trying to split them up. Like, there's a lot of places you can go and keep this entertaining. And honestly, uh, you know, and Blade looked really good in this match. I think he has the furthest to sort of move up. Um, he's a, Blade's a better wrestler than Butch, but Butch is a better look. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that, that means a little more. Absolutely. He, Butch is a better presence in the ring. So... There's a lot of good combinations, and you know those six guys. It's pretty good in that company right now. That's some entertaining guys um, that stand out, that look different, that have pretty defined characters, um, and all can work. So yeah. that's uh, it's a it's a good combination, and I, I hope they don't rush it. Uh, they'll probably be tempted to rush to move Pac to the main event, going for that title because there's not a ton of people left, and uh, that dude can go. But uh. I, I think if I'm a, if I'm in this company and I and you know Death Triangle's babyface now, which is hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> um, but uh, if I'm anybody in this company and I get my pick, and I'm not saying that Pac or anybody does get their pick, uh, but my pick is to work with Eddie Kingston because it's the hottest thing in the company, and he will do everything in his power to get everyone over. Absolutely. So he absolutely will. It's a good spot. Yeah, uh, I think this is the most interesting program AEW has right now. Yeah, by far. So I'm excited for uh, to see where we go with it. Yep. We go backstage uh, to Nyla and Vicky holding the refs back while Jade Cargill uh, pilmonizes Brandy's arm mm-hmm. in a chair. Yep. Um, and then Swole runs and chases her off. And Brandy does like the worst sell job of getting pilmonized. Oh, shocking. I- I've ever seen. Yeah. She just kind of sits there and just is going, uh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" He's got pilmonized, right? This, this should kill you. Yeah, right. Yeah. What uh? What point in the night did they show that Director X video? Oh yeah, it happened at some point. Did it? Okay. <laughs> it was so, it was such a footnote that I just don't. Care. Uh, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I'll I'll bring it up now because we're talking brandy. It's an interesting thing. Uh, <laughs> I know where this. Is so going. I saw that thing on Twitter. The day before it got released, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw it and I was like, oh, this looks actually kind of cool. You know, I was sort of like, oh, I like the stuff they're doing with the old school sets. Let me let me look at this. So even though they, they're they're walking that line of just becoming a sort of nostalgia tribute show. But yeah, um, I was like, let me this looks cool. Let me watch it. So I watched it 
And then I was about to retweet it, and I had it on my Twitter feed, and I literally watched it blink away. Like, <laughs> it literally, funny. like, disappeared, and the Twitter feed, like, collapsed in on itself. But I was able to describe it. I thought it was a baseball. I watched it on my phone. So I thought Nyla had a baseball bat. It was a sledgehammer. I thought she also had a baseball but bat. But I saw the Britt Baker with the, de- with the dentist being mean to the dentist guy. I saw Britt Cabana making his own gear. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I'm like, what happened to it? And then they said a thing. It'll be released tomorrow. So I had seen it early. And so I watched it when they released it, and then I watched it on the show. And it's super interesting to me because this is a hype-up video for, like, a clothing line, I guess, or whatever they're doing or something. I don't know. Whatever it is. But it's something else with AEW. It's not just a purely AEW thing. But I was like, this company really fails their women's division in every single aspect. Because it has your world champ, has your tag champs, has your EVPs. You know, probably when they filmed it, Cody was TNT champ. Uh, Brandy's there in a bikini for whatever reason. Um, and it's Nyla. And that's cool. I like Nyla a lot. Where's your women's champ? Yeah. Sheeta wasn't there to shoot the commercial. She's your champ. You had your other champs in it for the most part. Cody being an exception, but he was champ at the time, I'm sure. Um, but like Nyla, that's cool. I thought it was a really cool segment. I thought Nyla looked good and it, it's cool, but like, Nyla's been beaten twice, three times by Sheeta. Like, sure. and I get it's not. This is meant not to be a wrestling yeah. promotional thing, but like, these little things matter. Um, and I just, I wish that they would. I, I wish when they would do stuff like this, they would, they would actually showcase other people as opposed to the people who just run the place and want to be the center of everything and whatnot. So that 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 bummed me out a little bit. But it, I thought it was a cool video. I I look at it this way: um, the majority of their fans are there for them, right? They're not there for the Orange Cassidy's right. or the Eddie Kingston's, um, even right. even the John Moxley's. Yeah. They're not there for them. Right. They're there for Cody yeah. and the Bucks. It's, it's hey my Man mindset that wants yeah. it to happen, right? The, that's the thing. The people who are loyal are loyal to the people that I don't particularly like. Yeah. Um, and I get that. But, again, it's about positioning and, you know, where they – I try and hold them accountable for the way they talk about things, not the way they actually are. Sure. And when they talk about how they want to be this company that, you know – Brings in the the outcasts and all that sort of stuff, and puts them up and you know the counter WWE where we're we're giving undersized people and you know different people who aren't you know wouldn't be your typical wrestling talent a shot, but then all your promo stuff is with former WWE people and no, whatever. I so. understand. I I get it. I mean, but it was a cool thing. I wish they like would do more like that. Promotional use, I get it. Like you want to have some familiar faces in yeah. there, you know. It's that old, hey, somebody recognizes them, maybe they'll tune in. Yeah. It's still that whole promotional tactic. So Yeah. Um, but moving on, next match we have for the NWA Women's Championship. Oh, boy, 930 already, huh? <laughs> Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, this match, uh, I don't know how long it went because I don't have it here. But uh, Serena Deeb retains yes. during the match. Um Britt Baker attacked Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa. Yeah. Um, and then after the match, Britt Baker just casually went to back to standing at ringside. Sure. And Thunder Rosa beat the piss out of her. And there was that big pull apart. So I guess we're going to go with that route. Uh, this match itself, though, I thought was good. That was really good. Yeah. I thought yep. it was. I, I enjoyed the shit and out of I, it. <laughs> I think Thunder Rosa looked awesome. Uh, Deeb looked good. Yeah. Uh, you know, some minor little slips here and there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I did, I really like this match. Uh, it's, uh, 
it's a goddamn shame it's still in the in the go get a beer spot. Um, you know, uh, a friend of the show, Jenna, former guest of the show, Jenna uh, sent us a, a, an article today about how the, the AEW is sort of failing the women, their own women's division. Um, and it was it was super uh, well written and sort of more eloquent than anything that I'll ever say. Um, and uh, so you can check. I, I retweeted. You can check a timeline. But uh, man, I, I just I wish there was more than one women's segment because Dark had a bunch. Uh, and this is still just that one at nine thirty, and you know, and they could say it all they want that they that they want this to be the strongest division, and this match was really good, and you know was in the running I think for match of the night on AEW. Um, but it it gets taken away from me because it's not not an AEW title match. It doesn't everything the way AEW. It's NWA. Sheeta still isn't around. They talked about Sheeta's seventh month run, but she's wrestling a match a month maybe. Um, you know, so there, there's, you can at least mention her on the show. You can at least show her backstage watching these two do, do something. Have her ringside. Right. Do something. Um, I know she can't jump on commentary, but like do something with her, show her presence because otherwise it's it, your belt. Look, the, the women's belt in AEW is useless. It, it, it's destroyed. Yeah. It, it's um, a joke. the NWA women's belt, it has much more visibility and maybe, maybe that's what Cody and them want. Maybe because the NWA, they feel that that name will bring them some legitimacy. Maybe. Um, but you have a, a, the most experienced women's wrestler in Sheeta on your roster. Who's a really good wrestler and you don't use her. Um, and I know there's, you know, Statlander's hurt and Rio's in Japan and you've got some bad luck, but you, you, there's some women there. You can be, showcasing more of these women and Britt Baker now is going to go for the NWA title. And so it's just leaving your AEW title out in the cold. I don't think she's going to go for the NWA title. I think it's going to be her. Her Rosa. Rosa. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so maybe they'll sign Rosa. That's great. They should. Um, but like, it's just, it, it's interesting. I mean, so uh, especially in contrast to NXT, like NXT this week, which we'll talk about in a bit, but like, you know, the two hours of TV, they're they're having three women's matches with meaningful storylines, and AEW is just having a women's match at the go get a beer spot that's just thrown together. They're random. There's no storylines here. It's random shit. Maybe the bigger thing is going to move something into a storyline, but you're leaving out your champ, uh, and it, it's just it's just so it's so sad to me that because I, I want this women's division to be incredibly successful. I want them to be able to do more, and it's something that AEW fails with with storylines they don't they're some of the half their roster is in a good storyline the other half is just randomly thrown together kind of nonsense and uh i don't know i i i'm always left wanting more from their women's division i want to love their women's division and they don't they don't give me the opportunity not to mention on commentary when they talk about aew heels fucking jr is like do they do bake sales Come on. Back to this shit. Get this guy. Just cut his mic for women's matches. Yeah. Tell us. Just take him off. Every night. Yep. 930 every night. Tell yeah. Say, we got to see you in the back for a second. Yeah. Come here. Go, get go, him go off. Go get your fucking drink or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, I also liked how last night he didn't even have the fucking like decency to dress in like like a suit and tie. Yeah. Like Shivani did, Excalibur did, and yeah. he's just wearing like an Oklahoma right. fucking sweatshirt or whatever. But get him off commentary for these women's matches. It's awful. Um, if you, and that's part of the thing, you know, when I talk about Eddie Kingston on commentary, when he comes out and he gets everybody in the match over and gets his guy over, that's part of commentary's responsibility. And I say it every week when I do make the same complaint about the women's division that I make and I prattle on every week about this shit <laughs> and it doesn't get any better. And it's my fault that, you know, what it, it must, it's not it's, your fault. That it doesn't get any no, better. No, but it's my fault that I just talk about it every week to no end. Um, 
But like Jr. on commentary doesn't get the women over. He doesn't talk about the match. He doesn't call. Everybody's like, oh, he's in the back half of his career. His career's at the end of his career. I think he is actively ruining his reputation and his legend. Yeah, he's by done. the stuff that he, he does. He should have been done when in New Japan he didn't take the fucking time to learn right. guys' names. He's an attraction. So have have him backstage to do with talent and then say this is a big match. He's going to come out and call this. Be like an advisor right. or something. And he'll come and be a special addition to the team for title matches or something. Because the fact that you are going to plug your women are included, but if they pay $50, which is already a joke. But we have this thing specially for women. And in our eyes, we're trying to pass it off as being this all-inclusive thing for women that we're going to get. And we're going to make sure that women wrestling fans don't feel alienated and feel like they belong. And then two seconds after that plug, JR asks if they'll bake cookies for him. Is disrespectful. He should lose his fucking job for it. Yeah. And nobody will. They, they still think he's this great name. I don't know anybody who tunes in or buys a ticket to listen to JR. Yeah. Nobody. He is a, a washed up, has been old man that is running, trying to run a nostalgia act of himself and failing at it miserably. Cut his microphone at least for the women's matches. It's awful. Yeah, it, it's just. It sucks because they're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything know? about it. Anything. Because they still think, he, like, I just, I don't get it. He's, uh, let yeah. him go. Yeah, he doesn't add anything to the product when, at all. If you have a guy, a wrestler in the ring, and maybe they wouldn't, but if you have a wrestler in the ring that is constantly messing up and is, in your, is, is out there in important steps and is messing up or hurting other wrestlers or putting on a bad show or not engaging or not working hard enough or doesn't have the work ethic, you're not going to put him in the main event. JR is a part of every single match, and all he does is put himself over, disrupt the color commentary, and make horrible remarks about women and other wrestlers in that company. He needs to go. I yeah. hate him. I I'm, actively hate Jay. I'm with you. Uh, we go backstage to John Silver standing there with Anna Jay. Yes. Talking about uh, how she's ranked in the top five, even though she's literally had, I think, seven matches mm-hmm. this year. Right. Um, and somehow she gets the next title shot at uh, sure. at Sheeta. Well, they mentioned she exists. So yeah. John Silver does more in this promo to, make the, to hype up the women's belt than anybody's done in months. Yeah, God I love bless John Silver. I love John Silver so much. God um, bless him. So yeah, we're gonna get Anna Jay versus Sheeta. Yeah. So I'm fine with it, man. No, you I know, am too. I, it's different. You, you know, know Jay Anna Jay's, Your rankings don't mean don't shit, shit. You know, Anna Jay looks fine. You know, um, I mean that is a wrestler. Um, like she's had good matches, so you know her Sheeta is a good matchup. It's you know it's, they haven't done it yet, I right? Think, exactly. So, so let's it's, go for it. I don't think she'll take the belt. The AEW's track record of not surprising anybody means she's going to keep the belt. But at least maybe we'll get Sheeta on TV. Maybe next week. Is are they doing it next week? Uh, I don't know if it's next. We'll week get or well. Not. Maybe when it happens, we'll get two women's matches. Possibly that are important that <laughs> that have storyline backed around it's them. A I mean, that would be amazing because you know the really easy way to do it is. You just take some of these eleven-minute matches, some of these fifteen-minute matches, and say, "Okay, we have we have two eleven-minute matches, and we have a fifteen-minute match. Let's take two minutes off each eleven-minute match. Let's take three minutes off the fifteen-minute match. Four minutes off the fifteen-minute match. Hey, there's another eight-minute women's match. It's that. TV. You look, don't need fifteen twenty-minute matches. Look at that. You just formatted the show. Oh my God, it's amazing. How hard is that? <laughs> so we go to a video of Darby Allen sitting on top of a church. And then he's shot, shot by his cousin who, who wanted to work his new drone. Yeah. <laughs> and he's skateboarding inside the church and there's candles everywhere mm-hmm. and stained glass. Yes. He lights shit on fire and uh, yeah. Next match. Main and event and time. He's the baby face. 
Yeah. Yeah, well. I'm here for it. Next match. Yes. Team Taz. Taz's Maniacs. Taz's Ricky Maniacs. Starks and Brian Cage. Yep. Going up against the lovable team of Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes. Yep. He is officially Cody Rhodes. I, uh, I love it that, uh, so like, when this, when this shit happened, it was supposed to be Taz's Maniacs uh, versus Mox. Yeah, Darby and, and Lance Archer. Yeah. yeah, Lance Archer. There was the whole thing about them jumping mocks and all this shit. And then COVID, Archer got COVID and it got all messed around. Whatever. Fine. Um, but now, uh, somehow Cody has injected himself in, to be in the main event still. Yeah, he's <laughs> amazing. still there. It, it, if anything, you could respect his ability to make sure he puts himself always on top. Yeah. Um. So this match goes a little over 11 minutes. Yeah. Cajun Starks get the win. Cage hits the drill claw off the top rope yes. on Darby. Darby sold it like a fucking yeah. champ. That's what he does. Um, I'll say this. Uh, I think Cage looked good in there. I like his match. I think Darby looked good in there. Yeah. I think Starks looked good in there. Uh-huh. That's it. Yep. I was just like, hmm, one of these things isn't like the other. Well, and Cody didn't even do much. There was like the one spot with like a sh- like he was going shoulder tackle with Brian Cage and I'm uh-huh. like no 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 sir yeah right I uh, no no right <laughs> uh, but I liked I thought it was a pretty solid tag match yeah it was little, it little was guy good. takes all the heat you know uh, I don't know that there's enough story there for this to be the main event but um, I don't know what else there is that has any more story to be main event yeah but um but yeah it was I I liked this match um. For what it was, and then I enjoyed the post match. Yes, even more. So after the match, Cage and Ricky keep beating up Cody yeah. and Darby. Um, Taz heads to the ring. Um, here comes uh, Will Hobbs. So to save the day, second week in a row, or maybe third, where he's late. Well, I wouldn't say he was late for this. I he was. He came. I was like, Hobbs is late again. Like, he took too long. We know that he's actively involved in having Darby's back. It's been that way for, like, two months now. Yeah. So, like, last week he was definitely late for that save. And this week I was like, he's late again. Like, and I was like, that's two weeks in a row late? That's weird. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I didn't take it as him being late this time. I was just like, uh, I don't know. He was doing something else in the back. I don't know. Took too long. Uh. Harbs runs out to make the save. He grabs the FT title, FTW title, and then he fucking clocks Cody with it. He is officially a part of Taz's Maniacs. Yeah. Thank God, because he looks like a fucking monster. I mean, I think that elevates that group. Um, I loved Taz at the end screaming at Cody, just holding the FTW title, being like, you think this is a joke? You think we're a fucking joke? Yeah. Like. It's like, all right, right. good. Well, like, because so in that, do this. in that Cody, like, uh, like Georgia Championship Wrestling thing, he said, like, you know, maybe it meant something years ago, but it's a relic. It belongs in a museum or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong <laughs> at all. <laughs> but uh, I don't, I still don't think it matters. But adding Hobbs to that team is awesome. Yeah. Um, I think if I was Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, I'd be nervous because Hobbs has immediate star power that I don't think either of one of them have. Uh, Starks is getting there, but like Hobbs from the second he walked on that screen, I think we were, and people were like, whoa. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he has any skills on the mic. 
Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever heard him cut a promo. No, I don't think so. So, because we know Taz and Starks can't. Cage right. can't, for the love no. of God. But no, no, no. Hobbs, we'll see. Yeah. So, I think, you know, add maybe add Layla Hirsch, and you got just a maniac team that you can... That's r- what we need. You can run through some, some factions and really prop these guys up in this yeah. company. I think it could work. Hobbs is a good addition yeah. to that team. So, and I, I don't know if it's uh, going to be like Will Hobbs versus Cody. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah, whatever the main event is. Um, <laughs> but like, honestly, yeah, I just I think it's good. I think you know, uh, Hobbs is. Uh, I don't think this was the plan for Hobbs. I think they. The, I think everything got kind of shifted around, and Hobbs got kind of lost because they hadn't established much with him yet, and yeah. circumstances kind of cut him around. And I think this is a good idea, something to do with him. I do too. And you can spin him out of it afterwards, and him cage will be a good sort of attraction of the of the big dudes, and you know. Whatever. Yeah, I'm excited though for him to be a part of Team It's Taz. a good spot. I think it's a, it's a good really, spot for him. For really sure. dope spot. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, that was the end of Dynamite there. Sir. That is the end of Dynamite. All right, let's get into NXT, Oost. sir. Oost. We're, we're kicking off the show. We are. With the North American Championship rematch. Yes. The champ, Leon Ruff, versus the challenger, Johnny Gargano. Yes. Uh, Johnny comes out and interrupts a video recap of last week saying it's trash Yep, and roughs a joke and he cheap shots him. Yeah. Johnny hates um, wheels. Yes. His wheels hate Johnny. Uh, we, uh, we're moving along here. It's four, about four and a half minutes. Damien Priest comes out mm-hmm. and, uh, Johnny has the pin has rough beat by all rights. Absolutely. And Priest says, nope. And pulls, uh, rough out of the ring and says, Sorry, kid. And then he punches him right in his damn yep. jaw to result in a DQ, and Ruff gets to retain. How dare they? <laughs> how how dare they what, DJ? How dare they make me enjoy something involving Damian Priest? I knew they would. How dare they? I knew it they would. It has very little to do with Damian Priest, because when you have him do anything, it's terrible. Like the... Sorry, kid. But, like, the idea of it, I like. Yeah. Like, I like it a lot. So, you know, it's a, it. I think it's a good good thing. I think it's cool. It's interesting. It's fun. So, how dare you, NXT? How dare you? <laughs> Ruining my reputation. Wow. I don't like Damian Priest. Okay. But I, but I like something he's involved in. I mean, you guys both have tattoos. You're both archers of infamy. That is true. You both want to live forever. It's true. Oh, wow. The Doogie and Priest is back. So the, the only difference there is, uh, one, uh, I'm not a bitch when I get tattooed like he was. Okay. And two, uh, I watched Vin Gerard do his fucking bow and arrow taunt like wow. fucking 12 years ago. So... All right. At uh, Bruce Brothers in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look out of here. <laughs> we go backstage and uh, one Mr. Cameron Grimes. And you know what he isn't? A bitch. Afraid. Okay. I was going to say a bitch. <laughs> I mean, he's also not a bitch. Yeah. But yeah, he's not afraid. He of isn't no, afraid. Of, of, and what, what is he not afraid of? No man. No man. <laughs> <laughs> and he proved that Dexter Lewis is nothing but just a man. That's right. He covers his face. He's just a man. I'm going to the moon. <laughs> Yo, Grimes is great. He is. He's he so absolutely f- is. He's awesome. And that leads us into the blindfold match. Did we know last week that this was going to be a blindfold no. match? 
Because this is what it should have been. Yeah. And they made 100% the right call. Yep. Blindfold match of Cameron Grimes and Dexter fucking Loomis. Right. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It goes four and a half minutes. Um, but it ends in a no contest. Of course it does. Uh, most of the match was Grimes jumping around the ring, thinking he's hitting Loomis, yep. but hitting nothing but air. And Loomis just stood there. Stood, just did not, literally yep. did not move. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Grimes uh, backs in the corner, and he thinks he has Loomis, and he starts beating on him and all this shit, and he rips the hood off, and oh, it's just the referee. Right, the zombie referee. Yeah. So then he goes to swing at Loomis, Loomis <laughs> ducks with the blindfold on, Loomis just kicks the shit out of him. Right. Kicks him... Beats him up on the outside. They're brought outside. Grimes hops over the rail and takes off. <laughs> Do you think... I love Cameron Grimes. Me too. Do you think that Loomis, under the mask, like under the blindfold, still didn't blink? Or do you think he was yeah, like... he doesn't blink. Or, honestly, or do you think he's like, oh, god damn, I can blink all I want. He just like blinks <laughs> he just, extra. Yeah. He's like, just the he whole just time. Clo- closed his eyes the whole time. Yeah, just like, I can't, I can't wait to blink. Yeah. Thank God. Um, this was fun. It was fun. It was goofy. You know, you're not going to have, like, a serious blindfold Does, match, and, and particularly is, not with these two. And this isn't going to be a serious feud with right. these guys. Like, it's a fun and it's, feud. It's it's good for a show like NXT because we get so much pure wrestling. We get so much technical ability. And both these guys, I think, can wrestle, too. Oh, for sure. But, like, you get so much straight, just in-the-ring, good quality professional wrestling that this is nice, you know? And granted, the first two matches were a little goofy, but, like... I like it. Like, let's give me a variety of stuff. Give me all that sort of stuff. Give me, you know, for the for the the for all you uh, Japanese wrestling fans out there, give me Minoru Suzuki versus Tomohiro Ishii in the main event. Yes, but give me yes, but give me Taguchi somewhere in that mid card being the coach, being awesome. That's what I want. Vary it out. The funky weapon. That's right. He's the funky weapon. God, I love that man. Me too. <laughs> you are a master of the sports. I'm the master of ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking rolls. Uh, Taguchi's the best. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Sorry. God, Cameron Grimes, also awesome. Uh, Loomis. It was great. It was fun. I hope they just run through goofy stipulations. Yeah, like, I hope not? they just take all the stipulations off of the uh, spin the wheel, make the deal. Like, I hope they do coal miners' gloves. They, they should have in the first place. Right. Yes. Uh, I hope they do bunkhouse. I hope they do uh, King of the Road. Texas Deathmatch. Right. All <laughs> that sort of stuff. Make it happen. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage to William Regal talking about Damien Priest, uh, talking to Damien Priest yeah. about his actions. Leon Ruff comes up. He's frustrated that Priest thinks he's a joke. I uh, said, listen, if I can't defend this title, I don't deserve it. Priest is like, listen, like, don't mean, I didn't mean anything by it. It was more so against Johnny. Right. Ruff's like, okay. And then he fucking slaps the shit out of him. And just says, uh, yeah, I'm not a joke. Right. And Regal looks at Priest and just goes, serves you right. I like that. Yeah. I like the fire out of Ruff. Like, right. establishing, like, yeah, like, ha-ha, it's funny, he won the title. But, like, mm-hmm. to him, be like, no, I'm not a, I'm not right. a joke to you. Right. Like, I was He takes it seriously, that. even though they don't take him seriously. Yeah. It works. It makes the title matter. It gets Leon Ruff over. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm super happy for that. Yep. Um, we have a little vignette here of Shotzi Blackheart. Looks like she's constructing her tank back together. Yes. Uh, addressing Candace. Yeah. And uh, we get the official announcement coming to you on December the 6th, which is a Sunday. Yep. Takeover 
War Games. Yes. It is back. War Games. We had a little Black Sabbath in there. Yeah. Good for them for paying the rights. Right. Hey, how about this? Uh, who was the main uh, like featured superstar on the promotional stuff for Halloween Havoc? Shotzi. Now who's the main superstar on the promotional stuff for War Games? Shotzi. Fuck yeah. She's marketable good as shit. Good for her. Right. Like, honestly, good yeah. for her. Absolutely. It shows they have a lot of faith in her, which mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, next match, we have Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell up against Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Mm-hmm. Goes about four and a half minutes. Yeah, essentially a squash. Yeah, Candice and Indy get the win. Yeah, there was some good stuff out of, out of Carter and Catanzaro, but it's essentially a squash. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. Yeah. It's fine. I don't really know enough about Indy Hartwell to have an opinion on her yet. No, it's like, I, I like that she's in this program with them, but I don't know that they're doing enough to get her over. Like, I think this is sort of them trying to say, like, here's this new, the new addition to the women's division that will eventually work their way up and through. I don't know that they've done enough to get us to care. Hopefully that comes. Um, but the only thing I didn't like about this okay. was, like, the thrown together team beating the established tag team. Yeah, I mean, I can argue that Carter and Catanzaro aren't necessarily established. We've seen them before. But they've, but you know what I mean. Yeah. The idea of it. Yeah. I, just, I think we're going to see more of of Indy and uh, yeah. together, though. So. No, I mean, we are, but I just, I don't know. Yeah. It, it grinds my gears a little. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I like Catanzaro and Carter a lot, so, um, you know. I think they have potential too, but they're gonna yeah. they're they're uh, specifically Kent's are so little they're never really gonna be able to do anything. And the extra right. super tiny. Next match we have Kushida yes. going up against the returning Arturo Ruaz, which I was pretty excited about this because what I've seen from this dude, yeah, I like. Uh, I didn't remember that this guy existed. Yeah, yeah, oh, but he's yeah. there. Yeah, he. I think he had a match with like Roddy or something on yeah. NXT a while ago, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes four and a half minutes. Yeah. Kushida gets the win. Which I was, him so hard. Which I'm like, I'm happy about. But it's yeah. weird because they showed the Ruas like promo yeah. before the match. But then there was a report that came out today that Ruas got hurt in the match last maybe night. They, His they bicep. I wonder if they did call it. Um, but it was four and a half minutes. And I thought it was so much fun. Yeah. And this was one of those matches where if you listen to our full gear review, uh, we talk about. Not every match needs to be 15 nope. minutes. It's okay to have a four four to six minute match. I, I wouldn't have guessed this was four and a half yeah. minutes. I thought it was longer. Like, I this was one four and a half minutes, and it was awesome. Yep. Like, it was a lot of fun. Yep. They did a lot of shit. They got all the shit in, right. <laughs> you know? I wasn't. I didn't feel lack, like left lacking at all with this match. I thought it, it looked good. I thought Kushida looked good. I thought Ruaz looked good uh, on his return. And I was like, holy shit, they're really building Kushida here. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just one of those examples, right. though, where... And when Not you do this, to go 15 and you do a meaningful four and a half, five, six minute match, it makes room for matches like this quick Indy Hartwell match, like the one or two other women's matches that are showing up. You can spread the wealth a little. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I I enjoyed the shit out of it. Your main events should be the big matches where a lot of stuff happens with the Absolutely. work rate. When you're in the middle of storylines or starting storylines with people. Or sometimes a match like this that's just a returning guy in a match and Kushida's got a little bit of build coming off of, of everything, so they're building him up. Short matches are fine. They don't have to be squashes either. This wasn't a squash. No, it wasn't. It was just a it was you a won it with, good like, match. with like a roll up type pin, right. which automatically 
plus research. Well, that's like Kushida's finish, though, right? It's not necessarily mm-hmm. rope. No? no, no. I thought he was doing the, it was like the no, he does like the, the thing, right? hoverboard a lot. Oh the, yeah, that's true. Or whatever. Yeah. So plus three stars for you. Plus three stars. We go backstage to Ember Moon and Tony Storm getting interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're just like, hey, we're partners tonight. But Tony's like, hey, don't forget. Yeah. Like, I'll if I if it comes down to it, I'm gonna take the title. Yeah. Uh, which are good. That's what it should be. Like, hey, we'll do a temporary alliance for now, but at the end of the day, right. that's the goal. Yeah. We, uh, various wrestlers and backstage people go back and forth, and they're like, hey, EO or Rhea, or EO or Rhea. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that, like, all, like, the, like Triple H, Road Dog, Ugh. Sean. I'm surprised Road Dog didn't tweet about it. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, they all they all picked Rhea. So I thought that was weird. Yeah, but well. yeah. Next match, hype it up. I don't have a problem with them hyping it up. I appreciate the fact that they're trying to throw some stuff into the main event and make it feel special, as they should. Yeah. Next match: Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, mm-hmm. the dudettes with attitude. That's they are right. back, rocking and rolling. Absolutely, going up against the team of Ember Moon and Tony Storm. Yes. So this goes about twelve minutes. Mm-hmm. Ember Moon, and Tony Storm get the win. Yeah, which again, my now only this gripe. I, this I will agree with you on. <laughs> That's my only gripe. Yeah, is this? God I will damn say. It, why are we beating an established right. team, thrown together team? Kai and Gonzalez are established. They're winning. They've won. They've had high profile matches. That's what this on this level. I'll agree with you. Um, even though this match was really fucking good, dude. <laughs> I enjoyed the shit out of this. Yeah. Plus, uh, Tony won it with an inside cradle to win. Right. So, is that a roll-up? or It counts. Okay, so counts. plus three stars I'll on count the it. scale. Yeah. Uh, Ember Moon bumped great off the super kick from Dakota Kai. Uh, it was just it was just a really fun match. Uh, four incredibly talented women in, in what is the greatest division in professional wrestling. Seriously. That, um, it's so ridiculously right. deep. It, it's right. insane. Uh, and that's the thing, like, NXT just constantly proves that AEW is doing it wrong with their division yeah. every week. Because this is this is the second, right? Yeah, the yeah. second match on this card that features the women's division. Um, and, you know, it, it was really good. Uh, my wish at the end of this match is Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. The two debts with attitude debts. Show up on whatever show has the women's tag team titles. Win those women's tag team titles. And I had to look them up to who had them. And it's still Baszler and Nia Jax. Ooh. As far as I know. I didn't even know they were. I was like, are they just not doing them anymore? I, I like one half of that team. Yeah. Um, I was, they, should, they should go whatever show they're on. The dudettes with attitude that should win those titles. And then spend the rest of their careers going to every show every week. Uh-huh. And just beating tag teams. Just their the chemistry, the dynamic, their work. They they can go. They should go to Raw and beat a team. Go to SmackDown, beat a team. Come back to NXT, beat a team, and just just do the loop. Just start just beating people up until the match where Dakota accidentally boots Raquel Gonzalez in the face. Right, and Raquel lays on the mat for about twelve minutes of that match. Right. And then she emerges, and they, they win to retain, but there's the tension there. Yes. And then finally, you know, they, they have the turn, and Raquel, Big Mommy Cool. Yep. And then, uh, you know, Coda is the uh, the new heartbreak kid. Right. With, without the scumbaggery. Absolutely. <laughs> and then eventually Raquel Gonzalez, 
jumps to AEW and says <laughs> AEW where the big boys play. Look at the adjective. Look at the adjective. Play. We're not here to play. <laughs> you God. know who we are. God. And you it. know why we're here. Ah, sorry. I'd uh, be so happy. <laughs> I just I love them so much. And, I, and I, I love Moon and Tony Storm too. Like yeah. Evermoon has been killing it. She like, she's been phenomenal since she's been back. It. So, uh, super excited. Uh, I agree with you that the thrown together team shouldn't have won, but it is storyline building. Um, and I'm going to assume war games building. Yeah. Because after the match, Candace and Indy, uh, yes. run out and they beat up Tony and Ember. Yeah. And then, uh, she's, they send both of them inside. Whoever Kel, uh, gives the one arm power bomb to both of them. Right. To establish like, yeah, she's, she's yes. the one who runs this shit. Right. So, just to speculate, War Games team. So, it's going to be, it's Candice and Shotzi, Revenge for the Tank War Games, right? They're the team captains. Yeah, I think so. So, you're going to have Candice, Indy, yeah. Raquel, and Dakota mm-hmm. against Ember, mm-hmm. Tony, mm-hmm. Shotzi. I don't know who else. Mm. Do you know who else? No. I don't know. Rhea? Uh, I don't think so. No, no. We'll talk about that more later. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see if somebody steps up or okay. if uh, somebody yeah. comes back like Owens did last year in their win the War Games mm, match. Could be. We'll see. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Like they get like a uh, um uh Bianca Belair. Yeah, maybe she comes back to show up. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we show Pat McAfee and his. Squad arriving and so yeah. they're interested to see what Finn Balor has to say. Next match, August Gray going up against Timothy Thatcher. Yep. Thatcher wins in about four and a half minutes with a guillotine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I thought it was going to be a good match. Another right? Good four and a half minute Again, little showcase. It was fine. They didn't like, leave it. I didn't think they left anything out there that they couldn't. They shouldn't have done. It yeah. tells the story really quick. Uh, August Gray is it was Anthony Green. Mm-hmm is apparently must fucking love this dude because they put him right in. He's in this program. This is coming off like the fat that Timothy Thatcher abuses his students uh, <laughs> segments, um, which they even call They even made a mention on commentary about how he would so he was taking advantage of his students. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening, uh, Barrett. Um, I've got some good news. He listens <laughs> to the show. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a short little showcase for, for Thatcher, some good gray stuff. Uh, you know, again, no, and you know what? Like, not lacking. Thatcher got praised last week for that match with Loomis. Right. I know like some people were like, that's the best match mm-hmm. that they thought both of them have had since they've been in NXT. Right. Um, plus I saw during that EO Rio, like back and forth thing, like earlier mm-hmm. when they're asking Thatcher was wearing a rancid shirt. Okay. So he's a real one. Makes sense. Good for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Thatcher just yells at Gray, don't pick fights with people that you can't beat after the match. Right. Uh, he goes to beat him up more, and then out comes Tommaso Ciampa. Good guy Ciampa. Good guy Ciampa. Very slowly walking out. Ridden the locker room of dirt bags every week. Yeah, there's a certain referee that like, oh, fuck himself. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah, but he comes out. Thatcher just says, listen, I don't have a problem with you. And just backs out. Yep. So, uh, during the break... Champa gets interviewed about why he came out, and he says, I think it's pretty obvious I'm picking a fight. Right. And I want to fight Timothy Thatcher. Yes. So, yeah, is this a little bit of uh, art imitating life going on? Maybe mm. with the whole, 
I'm going to stick it for somebody, you know, that is abusing his mm-hmm. students and I'm going to pick a fight with him. So coincidence? I don't think so, but we'll, we'll see as we continue this story. Right. Um, Damien Priest comes out for a match, but he ends up getting jumped by Johnny Gargano. This was super weird because they didn't announce at any point in the night that no. he had a match or who his opponent was going to be. Nope. So clearly something was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so they're brawling. Leon mm-hmm. Ruff hits the ring and he drop kicks Priest. He, he starts beating up Gargano. Um, they're all brawling around. Ruff gets the best of uh, all of them. Runs like just runs up the ramp and holds up the gold. Yeah. And uh, Priest and Gargano are just kind of like looking at each other, like, "What the fuck did we do?" Um. So yeah, again, good for Leon yeah, Ruff. Right. It's establishing him. I mm-hmm. like it for sure. Uh, here's some weird shit. Yep. <laughs> Apparently this is last, this is the night prior, so this is Tuesday night. William Regal goes to visit Boa. Yes. Boa has two black eyes. Is that what he had? I thought they were doing like a Boa hasn't sleep, hasn't like slept kind of thing. M- maybe because he's yeah. too scared. Right. Uh, and he keeps saying, she's coming. Yeah. And Regal- Z- Zia Lee's in hiding. And he Regal, won't leave his house. Yeah, because Rhea or Regal says that Zaya hasn't reported in two weeks. Right now, you're not coming to the performance right. center unless you follow Rita on or uh, Zaya sub Zaya. <laughs> as you follow Zaya on Twitter and you see that she's out riding her bicycle every day, just being the normal, being adorable, the normal, wonderful human. She yes. Uh, so you know, whatever. Yeah. So right. hey, we're gonna go down this path. All right. Why not? <laughs> let's let's keep going. I Maybe they can so. turn it around. <laughs> During the break, William Regal is asking Leon Ruff, why did you do that? And Ruff says, listen, I'm no joke, and here's the punchline. Right. I'm going to defend it against both. I thought that was a good line. Yeah, it was good. So, it looks like it's going to be a triple threat with those three. Interesting. Uh, I know exactly how it's going to work already. I mean, it's going to be Gargano and Priest beating the shit out of each other. And like they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna try and go after Ruff, and one of them is gonna get the advantage. The other one's gonna get mad. They're gonna end up in, fighting each other, fighting each other, and then Ruff's gonna sneak out with the win. Perfect. I hope so. I'm fine with that. Main event time. Yes. NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. Io Shirai defending against Rhea Ripley. Uh, super fucking hyped about this. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, since they announced it last week, saying it was gonna be this week. This match goes 22 minutes. Wow. Io Shirai retains the title. Of course. Um, what a Take that, road dog. <laughs> what a fucking match. Yeah. Uh, pretty uh, pretty incredible. Uh, I, I thought it was yeah. phenomenal. One of the sort of pairings of people and two workers that are going to walk that line of like if they have anything other than a five-star match people are gonna be like that sucked like they'll come out and do a four-star match on just a random wednesday and people are gonna be like well wasn't it that good uh because we're used to five stars or more out of these people um it was great uh exactly what it should have been um eo is is a force of nature uh Rhea uses her size they tell the story that way um, they were they were definitely throwing some uh, live grenades at each other yes, too last yes. night. You know, Eo's working the arm, and the commentary gets it over, yeah. which is what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, uh, too many commercial interruptions. Yeah, that's and, and I again, I feel like this way in general with TV wrestling. Yeah, 
I hate that when that happens. Uh, the second one, yeah, the second one was timed like perfectly. As soon as they came back, there was a big spot. Um, bullshit outside interruption stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I mean, I loved it. Uh, yeah, uh, Rhea getting power bomb through the table. Yep, the table bomb was great. Rhea getting uh, five of her earrings fucking ripped out. Disgusting, <laughs> and her ear was just all right. bloody. Yeah, so like you saw it bloody, and then like the the she's so she's got the big gauges, and then so it was just bloody, but everything was still in there. It looked like, and then everything was out. It was <laughs> it was pretty gross. That that sucks. Um, but hopefully. I I love the finish too. Yeah, when Rhea beats the count inside and then just immediately gets hit with the moonsault, uh-huh. I'm like, that was so yeah. fucking good. It's the best division in wrestling. We say it every week. I don't know if people believe us. I hope people agree. Seriously, it's the best division in wrestling. Uh, week in and week out, um, there's at least one women's match that's the best match on the card. Um, you know and. This week had two, had three, but two that were really good. Credit, um, I will say this, credit to them for being smart enough to yeah. know, hey, we have something here. Right. We know how to book it. Right. And we know how to push it and mm-hmm. promote it. And there's so many women on that division where you're like, yep, she's great. Right. She's great too. Oh, she's great. She's awesome. Look at her. Right. It's not just like one one or two. It's a lot right. of women. And like there. so Shotzi didn't wrestle this week. Didn't have to. But they made sure we saw her. Yep. Absolutely. Made sure what she was doing, if it's not in the ring, it still feels important. Yep, it was impactful. And so like I don't want to continually rag on AEW for this kind of stuff. But this was a seven match card. Eight if you count the Damian Priest thing, which was shown to be a match but wasn't. Um three of them were women's matches. So it's still male wrestler heavy. Uh, the main event went twenty some minutes. Yeah. So I just I don't see the excuse why you can't do at minimum two women's matches on a show yeah. when it's you know six matches you know five or six matches on a show, which is what AEW sort of averages around. There's no reason why they can't be two. They don't have to be twenty minutes. They don't have to be twenty minutes, but they just NXT c- consistently shows with the women's division how to do it, how to do it right, and what that talent pool looks like. And it's it's insane. It is it's the, so the fucking depth good. of that talent pool is ridiculous. And it is like the thing I want to watch every week. There's nobody in that company that I would rather watch in the main event right now than Io Shirai. There's nobody Agreed. in that company that could be put in the main event right now other than Io Shirai. Yep. It's just what it is. Yeah. After the match, Rhea and Io hug it out. Yep. Out of respect. And this is where I was bringing up before. Uh, do you think Rhea's done with NXT? Do uh, you think this that's what this was? The, I, sort of the out-of-nowhere title shot? I think this is it. Yeah. Um, listen, we're midway through November. Mm-hmm. I know the world is still in a whole fucking whirlwind. Yeah. But uh, Royal Rumble season's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania season's oh, right around man. the corner. A rumble without any crowd. Yeah. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna work around it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. They're they're gonna find a way. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's just, it's fucked, but oh. I think they're gonna find a way. Um, I think this is it for Rhea and NXT. Okay. There's nothing left. There's not. She couldn't regain the title. There's no more no, feuds they left. They bungled all that. Yeah. There's no more feuds left. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I can see her being off TV for a bit. Yeah. I can see her winning the Rumble. Uh, her Oscar at Mania. Okay. Have Rhea take the title. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm Maybe. on board. It'll be sad because, I, I mean, obviously I'll see her at the Rumble and Mania, but I don't watch the other shows. Um, and, you know, honestly, there should have been a, a much stronger path for Bianca Belair, and there hasn't been. Uh, hopefully maybe Rhea is strong enough and she probably is. I mean, Rhea is a little more intense, maybe a little, you know, a better, not, I mean, I can't say she's a better look than Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is incredibly talented and a really good look. Um, but more of sort of what Vince, Vince likes. And yes, I mean that in every way you think I mean that, uh-huh. um, Rhea might be a better fit for, for his ideas. I could see it. Because they brought it up on commentary last night. Look at a year ago where what what mm-hmm. the the weekend Rhea had. She dominated War Games, mm-hmm. biggest thing talked about coming out of War Games. Yeah. Then she dominated Survivor Series, biggest fucking thing talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, so I wonder if they're gonna try to jumpstart that again a little bit. Yeah. And be like, Okay, we're not gonna have her on NXT anymore, like we're done. Maybe run like some vignettes for her for Raw. I wouldn't even have her debut until the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Have her win the Rumble. Yeah, I'd keep her off TV till the Rumble. And then have her versus I think her I think her versus Asuka will make more sense and have mm-hmm. Rhea win the title. Yeah. Other than uh her versus Sasha. Yeah. Because right now Sasha, uh her star's burning bright yes. in the world. Yeah. So leave that go for a while. How long is Charlotte out for? Don't know. Not because sure. I would not be surprised to see if she can come back in the next month or two, then putting the strap holder back on Charlotte. And then what happens is at the rumble, Rhea wins the rumble and Charlotte's like, I beat you already. And then Rhea's like, I'm getting that back. Like I'm coming for that bell. I'm, you know, you, you beat me, but I'm, I'm coming for you and then have it that way. Okay. I could see that too. But just because they love Charlotte and they love putting the belt on her every fucking chance they can, <laughs> I would rather watch her Ashka or her Sasha. Her Ashka would be pretty much the top of the list. Yeah. Because, like, Ashka and EO are, like, 1A, 1B. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that even then, I can't honestly pick one. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that would be the match I'd rather watch. But, yeah, I, I think that's the right path. I don't, they rarely do the right path, but we'll see. Yeah. But that'll be a bummer. I like watching Rhea. Yeah, I just think that this is... I think last time was the end of the road for her, for right. NXT. Well. Um, Finn Balor comes in yes. <laughs> to the crowd, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but he just says, like, you know, he holds up his belt and, like, salutes EO and everything. And uh, he says, you know... That face ain't healed. No. that's As soon as I saw it, I go, oh, his jaw's still fucked. Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense for what happens mm-hmm. next because Pat McAfee and the goons come out and yeah. Pat says, you know... They run NXT and they're like Killian Dane dead, Drake Maverick dead, <laughs> yeah, I like that part. dead. Yeah, you oh, you eat. They're all dead. Yeah, and just says, uh, "All right, we're gonna give you a chance. Hand over the title, or you're gonna end up like the others." Uh, then Finn says, "The mice can play when the cat's away." Yes, but look what the cat dragged in, and I don't mean CC Deville, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Pick up that guitar right now. Play for me. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Oh, I mean Ricky Rocket. What if uh, um, what man? What if Kyle O'Reilly had come out like playing that solo? I would have been so sad. Okay. Uh, Undisputed Era's theme hits. Yes. 
They run to the ring, and we got ourselves a brouhaha. Uh, McAfee eats a goddamn boot. Cole a <laughs> looks like he fucking murdered a him. Boot. <laughs> uh, they're just fists are flying everywhere. Guys are getting thrown into the stairs and into the fucking chain link fence around the area. Um, I was loving it. Yeah. Give me chaos. Right. This is one of those where I'm like, felt like, like an end of a nitro. Yeah. Where it was just pure. Right. Shivani's yelling, oh, we gotta yeah. go, we gotta yeah. go. We'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah. Right. Um, Stay it, tuned for Silk Stockings. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I liked the pair, the, the people they paired off with. Um, I, you know, I think, uh, I think after his showing, in that Balor match, I don't think you put O'Reilly back in the tags. No, I think, and I, I saw think him you, I was squared off with Pete Dunne. I think you do O'Reilly, <laughs> oh, Pete Dunne all oh, day. give me O'Reilly, Pete uh, Dunne. I think you let uh, Roddy and uh, the man who keeps questionable friends, oh, Bobby God Fish, damn it. <laughs> together to wrestle the, the two goons, the two uh, the, uh, Brit-Am goons. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a good, you know, and it's going to be the war games, I guess. So, uh, yeah, well, they showed the you know. clip today of Regal. We came out afterwards. Yeah. It was just like, you know, two teams, four piece, eight competitors. I think you know where this is going. Right. And then he dropped the, him screaming war games, right. which is lovely. And you know, if JJ Dillon can, can compete in a war games, Pat McAfee can compete in a war games. That is your logic. Yes. Uh, well, uh, JJ Dillon was a wrestler before it re- oh. old manager. JJ Dillon can be in a war games. <laughs> Pat McAfee can be in a war games. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm excited for it. I think it was a hot way to end the show. Uh, it was a really good, uh, good end. And the NXT here. I think it was good for Finn to be on TV. Yeah. Just to be like, hey guys, remember he's the champ, right? You know, just to... doesn't need to wrestle. No, unfortunately, like it, it, if it's gonna take a while. If Cross draw. wasn't hurt, then then it was stripped of the title. They would have stripped the title of Finn because he was hurt. Yeah, you, you can't do it two in a row. Nope, can't. Kills it. Yep, you can't do it. So you know, Balor's established. Balor has that fan base. He can come out and talk. He's he can look all his face will still look so messed up. Yeah. Um. But uh, he's he got like two plates or three plates in his face. Like, well, that's what I said. He's like, I got yeah, four plates in right, my job. Whatever. I'm still the baddest son right. of a bitch here. Next week, he should say five. He should always up until he has like, <laughs> oh, 30 yeah. plates in his face. Um, until he's just like, my whole, my whole, pl- my whole I face am is a, one plate. I am a yeah. plate. He's like, they, they took my face off and put Ed Leslie's on. That's how many plates are in <laughs> my face. Um, <laughs> booty man, booty man, booty man, booty man. <laughs> booty, 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 booty man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and I don't wish Ed Leslie's face on anyone. I take that back, brother Brudai. <laughs> brother Brudai. Uh, but yeah, I you know I'm uh, I'm excited for it. War Games is gonna be a lot of fun. Not, not a ton of time to build to it, so they gotta they gotta hit this thing running. So the, the next couple of weeks, I think, are just gonna be filled with with that sort of build. Can't um, wait. War Games is a great wait. stipulation. I'll always love War Games matches for sure. It's gonna be weird with no crowd. Yes, everything's weird with no and crowd. I, are they gonna do it at the at the Performance Center? Where they're at now, I don't see why not. Yeah, well, maybe they, they, they yeah, because they did it. Didn't they do it last time when they did it? When didn't they do that at the PC? No, no. it was at an arena. Was it? Yeah, Cause, interesting. Because we were at a hardcore show and we came back to the hotel room and we watched more <laughs> games right till like four of the fucking morning. Right, we did. Uh, yeah, we'll see. So, I'm excited do that this though. time. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I'm nope. excited. War Games always great. I, you know, I it's the the worst War Games match is better than a lot of matches. As so. a, as a good friend of the show, Doug, and uh-huh. former guest on the show, Doug has said every professional wrestling feud culminates in a War Games match, that's right? And that's the way it fucking should be. Absolutely. So, well, that was the end of NXT, friend. Yes, it was. So I'm going to ask you Z questions. Okay. Match from each show? Yes, sir. Match overall? Yes, sir. Show overall. All right. Uh, so I just wrote my show of the night down right now as we were talking about them. So okay. AEW match of the night is uh, Blade versus Pac. Or Pac. Me and Eddie Kingston can't pronounce that. No, name. that's okay. It was just good. Blade showcase. Pac's great. Uh, NXT is, of course, the main event. Rhea and EO. Uh, I mean that that'll be on lists of match of the year contenders. It will be for sure. Um, just killer. Just two competitors at the the height of their abilities. Uh, just crushing it. My match of the night then becomes Rhea and Io. Uh, there just wasn't. There's nothing else close. Uh, there was a lot of good stuff. I think this week on both shows. Uh, I had a really good time watching wrestling. I thought AEW was a good show. I thought NXT was a really good show. Um, you know, they uh, the NXT has eliminated the uh, problematic people except for that fucking referee. Um, but like AEW top flight looked good. We got an OC match that was fun. The inner circle stuff was funny. Like the 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 women's match was good. Like the main event was fine, but had a good end, like twist out ending. So like AEW was good. And NXT was good. So I was like, hey, this is this is good. So I didn't write anything down for my show of the night because I was like, oh, well, what's, let me talk it out a little bit because I did enjoy both shows and I was just so amped up from the main event of NXT that I was like, I don't want to, uh, you know, jump to the conclusion and be unfair because AEW was a good show. That being said, it's NXT. Uh, honestly, I could probably call it on the strength of the main event alone, um, but the brouhaha afterwards was really good. The women's tag match was really good. Uh, they managed to get me uh, some uh, well interested in Damian Priest. Uh, they got me to to not hate a Damian Priest segment. Uh, they got me to enjoy a quick Thatcher match. They're pushing Kushida like the pieces of NXT that they the rough stuff is really cool. They got me a goofy Grimes and Loot. like the stuff that they're showing is good stuff. It's stuff I like. NXT's rocking and rolling, and I'm right there with them. All right, how about you, pal? AEW, I'm going to go with Serena Deep Thunder Rosa. Ooh. I enjoyed the shit. It was out very of it. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, number was, two for me for sure. Yeah, I thought it was a very fun match. Even with the Britt Baker stuff, I was like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. The post match, I didn't really care for, but yeah. whatever. Um, NXT, it's EO and Rhea. Of course. And it's not even fucking close. Right. Um, I did love that the Attitude at, or Dudettes with Attitude Ads right. match. Yeah. But seriously, EO and Rhea was fucking so good. Right. Uh, that's my match of the night. And my show overall is definitely NXT. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I enjoyed AEW as much as you did. But I thought um, it was a good, I thought it was a solid AEW show. Even for like NXT, towards the end of the night, I texted you and I was like, I wish you were watching this yeah. because holy fuck. I knew if you were watching it, you'd be like, God damn, this is great. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go NXT for sure. I just think that it was, 
a really good episode. Like, it was probably one of their best episodes they've done. I don't. There wasn't a bad segment on NXT. No, there really wasn't. I I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. Leon Ruff getting some shine. Like, yep. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go with uh, NXT. All right. Well, pal, that puts us season two. I am at twenty four for AEW and twenty one for NXT. You are at 22 for AEW and 23 for NXT. Mm -hmm. Overall, that puts me at 27 for AEW and 30 for NXT. These pants are clean. (laughs) Uh, And you are at 26 for AEW and 31 for NXT. All right. Pretty close. And it's funny that we're pretty close because we have disagreed a little bit this season. We're still pretty much lining up right around where they are. The fans, however, disagree with us. Again. Well, where their viewership lies. Their viewership lies. AEW pulled an 850,000, which is up almost 100,000 from last week. Political stuff has died down. All that sort of nonsensory. Which, you know what? I'm kind of surprised, too, because, like, the NBA draft was on last night. Now that it's a normal AEW pulled apparently huge in the 18 to whatever, 39 demo, but I don't give a shit. Uh, NXT pulled 638,000, which is only up 6,000. That's a shame. It's a huge shame. fucking great. It's a huge shame. Uh, I think... I, I wish I could figure out why, like... But WWE's ratings are down everywhere, pretty much. Ratings are down right. everywhere. But, like, AEW pulling that big a number, like, they just have a strong base, and they have their, their fan base that really wants to watch that well, stuff. You, you have those diehards right. that are fucking loyal and won't right. even watch NXT. Right, and it's a shame, because and, and, you're and missing listen, out NXT on... NXT has the same way, right. fans are the same way. Right, you're missing out on amazing wrestling. Um, and AEW has had some really good wrestling too that I, that I've put on my match of the year list. Absolutely. Um, but God, like how do you, how you do not watch those women's matches? I'll never understand. Don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get uh, it. We, we talk about it every week. Maybe we sound like broken it's records not, or like, whatever. It's not but even close to comparison between the two shows. Really not. Not even fucking close. It's, it's unbelievable. And like, uh, you know, you picked the AEW women's match. As your match of that show, and it was really close. It was a really good match, but it's not even close to no. what NXT does. Nope. Every segment is has meaning and purpose and story, however how little or small, and the time is right, and they don't leave anything, uh, you know, on the table. Everything comes out. Everything they get what they need to do. Man, it just works. Yeah, um, I, I'm happy that. You know, back when McAfee punted Adam Cole, I said NXT is fucking dead. Yeah. Um, I'm happy they've kind of corrected themselves, though. They have. Because I was fucking scared that this is dead. Yeah. Um, we were pretty bleak around that yeah, point. Yeah. And they, I think they've done a good job. I still think they could do a few things. Yeah. And get rid of some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel good about NXT lately. Right. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so pal, you're rocking and rolling out of here. Yeah. We're, uh, that covered both shows. Sure did. We'll be back next week. Yeah, we got to figure that out. We do, because th- we record. It's Thursday next week, Thanksgiving. We'll figure that out. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Off the air. There'll we'll be keep, a show. We'll, There'll we'll, be a show next we'll week. We'll keep you posted. Yeah. Earlier on time. I don't think we'll be late. But we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll figure, we'll it. figure, we'll it, figure out. it out. But anyway, 
social medias. Let me hit all this stuff. Do it. At Wednesday War Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Wednesday Night War Podcast on Instagram. Wednesday Night War Pod at Gmail if you want to message the show. Tell, give us something to talk about. Uh, throw your opinions at us. Tell us we were wrong. Tell us we were right. Whatever you happen to want to do. Uh, Wednesday Night War Podcast.com will take you to the Podbean where you can find our episodes outside of iTunes and all those other places where podcasts are found. Uh, go there. Give us a, a follow. Give us a, a download, a listen. Uh, we appreciate all of that. We are a part of the soon to be named network, soon to be named network.com at STBN network on Twitter and our fellow podcasting shows on the soon to be named network, uh, such as Longbox heroes at odds with wrestling, profane argument, final wrestling place, puzzle warriors three, and the greatest podcast to ever hit the airwaves porch talk. Give those shows a, a listen, uh, visit soon to be named network.com. You'll see all of them there in the, in the lineup. Uh, if you like comic books, if you like other wrestling, if you like puzzles and or warriors and or por- <laughs> porches and or places, you, you are like covered. Puzzles and or warriors, right? Uh, you can find that all there. Outside of that, uh, our other friends, the Pod the Dreaded Sundown Horror Movie and Horror Collector Podcast at Pod Sundown and Cinema Vertigo Go at Cinema Vertigo Go on Twitter. Uh, cinemavertigo.com uh, I mean if you guest appearances on that show if you like movies you should give them a listen if you like horror stuff listen to the pod that dreaded sundown and I really need to get off my butt and now I'm the one holding up our appearance on the pod that dreaded sundown you. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll get to that sooner hopefully rather than later yes uh, other than that personals I'm at the dude T-H-E-D-O-O-G-E if you want to uh, reach out and talk to me about WCW versus the world. Yes. Uh, or my sweet Milano Collection AT uh, Chara Pro. If you want to talk about Torimon or T2K, uh, we can talk about that too. T2K. But uh, yeah. So reach out to there. Other than that, we can uh, talk about uh, how funny it is to watch hair dye sweat off of someone's head. <laughs> uh, Brett, how about you, pal? Well, if you want to talk to me. I'm who at, wouldn't, frankly? I mean, I agree. I'm at BreadXEdge570 on the Twitter. Uh, we could talk about, uh, I don't know how I like Daryl Morey because he's correcting the shit for the Philadelphia 76ers, thank God. Um, I don't know. If you want to talk about Joe Doring uh, showing up in Impact this week. Yeah. I'm very happy about that. A weird looking gentleman. I love. I like Joe Doring. Okay. I caught some of his All Japan stuff, yeah. like in the last few years, mm-hmm. and he had one of my favorite moments of All Japan history. Uh, also, if you want to talk to me, and please talk to me about ECW, because I can't stop, and I don't want to stop, and I'm on a huge ECW kick. What's your? Who's your favorite ECW wrestler? What's your favorite ECW match? What's your favorite ECW pay-per-view or show or advertisement? Said it all because I'm just absorbing it all. It's not, listen, I know fucking ECW, okay? I remember watching it as a child on Prism when it would come on. So did I comprehend everything back then? Probably not because I was a child, but I comprehend it now. Yeah. And I fucking love ECW so much. If you want to reach out to the show via email or Twitter and give us your favorite Rhino promo. We would accept it. I mean, I have my my favorite. We have our favorite. So, well, so I have my favorite Rhino promo 
saved on my phone mm-hmm. that I will just occasionally text to Doug at 3 o'clock in the morning randomly every few months. Which is correct. That's the only way to do it. But I'm at BreadXEdge570. Come holler at your boy. Holler if you hear him. Uh, if you would like to watch some independent wrestling oh. this weekend. On why, independent, and again, why wouldn't you? On independentwrestling.tv. Mm-hmm. Uh, use the promo code Mortis for Jerry's Wrestling Internet Emporium. Internet Wrestling Emporium, whatever the fuck it is. That's fine. You're close enough. Uh, Friday night, which is, well, now later today. Uh, yes. Action Wrestling presents Friday Night Fights Round 2. Um, I don't really recognize any names except Freddie High. And then throughout the weekend, they're going to be showing some shows that happened uh, over the uh, super spreader event known as the Collective 2020. It's Fred Yehi. Uh I've seen him in like Evolve and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but there's. What's the. Be... Who used to team up with Titus O'Neill? Darren Young. What's his name? No. Fred Rosser. Fred Rosser. Okay. Apparently, he had a really good match yeah. on New Japan. Okay. I, I have to watch it, but they said it was fucking yeah. great. Okay. Um, but. Uh, tomorrow night, Southern Underground Pro presents Swing of the Axe. Little, oh, nod, that's nice. Little nod to Riley. Love that. Um, and then Saturday is the premiere of AIW's Thunder in Indianapolis, uh, which featured Dan Housen versus fucking Mordecai. <laughs> God, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and also, I need to watch this: the No Rope Barbed Wire match between Matt Justice and Josh Bishop. Okay. Uh, and then on Sunday, they are premiering IWA Mid-South's Prince of the Death Matches oh, 20, 2020. Yes, IWA Mid-South is still a promotion wow. in the year 2020. How's the NWA Wildside doing? <laughs> God damn. Um, <laughs> some of the fucking names of these goddamn matches. Oh, my God. Um, so, we have... Uh, <laughs> A gussets and skewers match. Oh God, no! Barbed wire boards and thumbtack madness. Hardcore TLC. Four corners of pain and light tube bundles. Uh, home run derby. The other semifinal is the uh, shit you don't want to be poked with match. <laughs> and then the final barbed wire cage and loose light tubes. When is this on? Sunday at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be. I might watch Survivor Series on Sunday. Ah, uh, Survivor Series Yeah, Sunday. I really don't give a shit about the Survivor yeah, Series but I like, matches but this But I year. like the step. I like the gimmick. Yeah, and like say what you will about the guy right now, but I guess it's supposed to be Taker's last appearance. Yeah, but he's not working. No, but so but okay, so this is I mean we've this is a long ass show, but I did yeah. see that some of the, the Bone Street crew are gonna be there. Yeah. Uh so Yeah. So, like all of them that yeah. can be there, I think, will be there. Yeah. So, so is it going to end up with like a like a the click versus BSK standoff? Ooh. Are we finally going to get it? Maybe. I don't want it. We're not. No. No thanks. No. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was our That's show. It. Let's get out of here. Yeah, because it's late. Nobody wants to listen to us for this long. Yeah, I don't even like listening to myself this long. Well. I don't have a choice. This, yeah. this will be the rest of my life, sir. That's true. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes, though. thank you for listening. I, we do appreciate we, it. We... We we love all of you, <laughs> and uh, you know maybe in the coming weeks there'll be some news. Yeah, maybe we have some have some news for you. Guys. Maybe maybe teasing for it. you guys and gals teasing it. Maybe I might even have some news for you next week. Okay, I don't like that now. Yeah, pro wrestling. Let's go.
You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. Now you're off, nerds.